gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, Super Friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 78, for New Comic Book Day, October 25th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Ken Rose, and sitting along with me here in the basement of the Hall of Justice is my good buddy, Vern. Hello, everybody. How you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good. I hope you guys are having a nice night, too. Dude, we have some awesome news for, to give to all the Super Friends this week. Yeah, we do. As usual, as I said before, um, we've got a lot of TV news and a lot of movie news. I think there's more coming out of just normal uh, cinematic news than we did last time. Yeah. That was a lot of uh, Comic-Con. We have still. some... Th- Home, the homegrown news also. Yeah, we do. We've got to plug ourselves. We, That's right. Guys, we're working on uh, a lot of things. we got some Comic-Con stuff coming up, some YouTube stuff coming up. we got our own website. Well, what? You don't what? jump ahead to the end. Well, we're working First on thing it. I want to say is, is, Super Friends, go to www.dcsuperpowers.com. We now have a website. Now, so, it, right sorry, now I spoiled that for you. under construction still. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. not perfect. We don't have it completely no, we don't. Um, done. But you can get all of our shows there. The show posts are all up there. There's an event calendar of what we're doing, when mm-hmm. we're going to be there. Also, we're going to put up so the, much. what major events for DC are happening also. Yeah. Like, we already have on there the Doomsday Clock, when mm-hmm. it's going to be... Um, when it's releasing, we, uh, we'll we have also on there have the Justice League premiere, that type of thing. All yeah. Be on there. Uh, also, if you guys are you know in the area for Akron Comic Con, come down there, see our pretty faces, and we can get to talk to the people that listen to us, the pretty fans. Yes. Well, the, you're jumping ahead. Am I jumping? Let me ahead? get to there. All right. We're talking the website pl- right now. Okay. I'm we'll plugging. get to Akron Comic Con. I'm plugging. <laughs> I'm plugging. Plug mode. I am in plug well, mode. Well, the next <laughs> one is um, we have the website also. Uh, you guys know for what a couple of months now we've been doing Facebook Live every yeah. chance, chance yeah. we get when mm-hmm. we're recording the show. Well, we are now starting up a YouTube channel. Also, it may or may not be up by the time this is yeah. on. And what it is is um, our buddy Cameron. Yeah, he, we're still under construction. Uh, Cam and I uh, we've been working on that past week, and so well, we're not up completely yet. But once we do, we'll let you guys know. That's right. So they're gonna they're working on. We're still not sure exactly what type of videos are gonna get on there. Uh, some of it will be edited versions of the actual show you're hearing already mm-hmm, yeah. or watching on Facebook Live. Yeah. Uh, some of it may be um, videos you're not going to get from here. Mm-hmm. Um, as we say, Facebook's like the raw cut. Yeah. Um, when we do the YouTube videos, they're going to be a little bit of editing for uh, a little obvi- bit. obvious reasons. So, um, but that's uh, and also the YouTube videos will be embedded on the website at some point once we figure that out. Yes. Now I'm still new to doing websites and web uh, design. Yeah. Um, besides high school, which was seven years from for me, I don't remember everything dude, and dude, things dude, have yeah, been updated fun. so seven, much. Seven years ago, I was already working at my work at my job. Now <laughs> I just started really recently, <laughs> a couple of years ago. So um, we we got to refresh our brain. That's right. So we're gonna, um, but we're gonna be making improvements to the website as we go. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any ideas of something you want us to put on the website, like. 
Like we yeah. were throwing around the idea with us, maybe putting our personal pull lists up there, mm-hmm. so that every week on um, Monday or Tuesday you can see what we are actually going to be pulling. Right. Because every week we actually go through all the rebirth previews of what's coming out this week in rebirth, and maybe a mm-hmm. couple of honorable mentions. Yeah. In there. Um, like I would say, like for example, my honorable mention would be uh, Scooby Apocalypse. Uh, I know you were into Future Quest. At oh the yeah, time I still that. am. Future Quest is awesome, especially right is now it, they're doing is Future still Quest presents Space Ghost. Okay, that's why. So then they switch it up a little bit. They're doing like more so one shot stories. Something like well, actually, right now it's a series of just Space Ghost stories. Okay, okay. And the way Future Quest was done, you can actually um, they could do Space Ghost. Then maybe the next set will be Johnny Quest stories. Okay. Or the next set after that like might Harvey be Bird My Tour stories. Or, oh, okay. They can pull all those because all those are characters that are in Future Quest. Mm-hmm. And all of them are um, Hanna Barbera DC, which is doing great. Speaking of that, guys, just uh, not just Lee, uh, Jetsons are coming out November. Next month, November. Yeah, we get the Jetsons. Also, I believe it's in March. I don't, don't quote me on this, but sometime early next year, we're getting the new Snagglepuss. Ah, yeah, that's right. They've been um, blowing that up in the news. If you're a DC or Hanna Barbera fan, I've been mm-hmm. seeing a couple of news articles. They've been making a big deal that they're kind of not really changing the character no. of Snagglepuss, but confirming some of the things that you saw in speculation cartoon. we had. He's years going to be ago. A, um, a gay playwright, mm-hmm. and I believe the in a gay Southern playwright, yep. in like the 1960s yep. era or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, which I thought was pretty interesting because we got Secret Squirrel in uh, was that. One said, "Don't quote me," but I think Suicide Squad, or at least one of the DC comic books, and it was just one off. And he's literally a squirrel, a teeny squirrel in mm-hmm. a jacket. I he's think it's taking place in um, our modern day time. Okay. Um, so uh, a lot of the um, titles from there are jumping around, and then Scooby Doo is, of course, apocalyptic era. So yeah. I have no idea what year that. Well, would be. also with, with the YouTube channel, we could do um, a show once in a while just on. Hanna Barbera Beyond. Yeah, we have or we have the opportunity to do that now. Or some of the other little one shots that come out, a mm-hmm. review of something that we normally wouldn't cover on the show. Yeah, so we have so the opportunity to do that now. Options coming now. The next news, which you've already blown out of the water, <laughs> for me, now you might as well go on your own. No, let's um, let's go in there. We're already in the water. Yes, on November fourth and fifth at the Jonas Knight Center in Akron, Ohio, we're having Akron Comic Con. Which is um, ten dollars a day for one day pass, fifteen for two. So you might as well yeah, get the two day pass, you even well if you only 15. come for a couple of hours the second day. Yeah, I mean, you whatever you come down there for, if you're in for an hour, you'll stay for probably like three more hours. Mm-hmm. You can't get out of there without seeing something you like. Well. Um, for Akron Comic Con, we will be there as an official presence. Um, if you find us at Akron Comic Con, we will have some awesome um, vinyl stickers, like vinyl bumper sticker style stickers. That um, if you ch- find us, let us know that you heard about it. We'll give you one of the stickers. I want to see if any of our actual listeners show up. I do too. And hey, if we get new people, I hope they're going to tune into us too. That's right. So um, it's a now, win-win. Any stickers that are left over afterwards. Email us, because I want to get some emails. Okay. Any stickers we have left over afterwards, email us your name, your address, um, and we can send, we'll send you a sticker. With what, I don't know how many we're going to have left, because we have a limited run on this first run. Yeah. And by the way, guys, that email is dcsuperpowerspodcast at gmail.com. Let That's right. Know. Or if you go to the new website, all the email contact information is on there. You click mm-hmm. the little email tab, and it automatically takes you to the email. Yes, it does. Isn't isn't the um, internet grand? I know. Have no website. It's great. Well, um, Akron Comic Con. There's a couple of um, guests that I want to mention today, uh, just a little bit, because um, there's some huge things happening. Not just us. Now, um, the cool thing is, three o'clock Saturday afternoon. We will be recording the DC Superpowers podcast live from 3 to 5 on that um, afternoon. Now, we're going to try to work in some Q&A time afterwards. So if you have any questions about podcasting, about DC Comics, or anything we talk about on the show, Mm -hmm. that's your good time to ask it face-to-face with us. 
So, um, but, so that's from 3 to 5 on Saturday. Now, I'm not sure when they're doing this one, but I'm hoping we can get the audio, at least get the audio from this one, maybe. Hopefully. And get some of it. They are having a Black Lightning 40th anniversary celebration at Akron Comic Con. Which I thought was really interesting dealing with the show. I'm happy that Akron's going to be able to get in. Plus, um, mm-hmm. he's going to be in Cleveland in his next book, so that's going to be close to Akron. It's in yeah. the Ohio area. Well, it's... 20 or half hour north of us? Yeah, so um, well, this is going to be good for Ohioans. On this panel is going to be a who's who for Black Lightning. We have Tony Isabella, the original creator and writer of Black Lightning. We have Jack Harris, who was the, his editor. We have Eddie Newell and Trevor Von Eden, who were the um, first and second artist for the series. So, so we're going to have a good line up there. Um, um, uh, one of the other names that I noticed, I've not looked through the entire... Um, guestless yet because we were just learning about this about a week ago. Mm-hmm. We found out that we were going to be here. Yeah, well, officially. Um, John Bogdanov is going to be there. Which, if you don't know that name, I found out he's actually one of the um, one of the creators for the Superman: The Man of Steel book from the nineties. And he's also the artist who created Steel. Yes. The character of Steel. Which we're going to get into tonight. Yes, Steel is actually has a major part in um, yeah. metal that we find out later tonight. Um, then Marvel fans, there's going to be Tom DeFalco is going to be there. Actually, our pan, our um, recording is right after a Marvel panel with Tom DeFalco, who was the Marvel editor in chief from 1997 to 1994. And Ron Friends is on the panel too, and he's worked on Sp- Amazing Spider-Man, Black Knight, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Four, um, Kazar the Savage, Spider Girl, Superman, Thor. Thunderstrike. Some of these guys have worked on everything. Yeah. Um, the one name that I heard in there, I was surprised by um, Black Knight. He's pretty underrated. Okay. Uh, I have his toy upstairs. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of Black Knight. He's a, he's not well known, but he's uh, pretty important. He's played a big role, good enough role in the Avenger comics. Mm-hmm. Well, the other one is um, a guy that we actually mentioned, I think last week or the week before, Chris Sprouse, mm-hmm. who um, has worked on Action Comics, Batman, Black Panther, Legion of Superheroes, Rocketeer, Superman, and we mentioned him because the new Terrifics title has is bringing back a character and a team mm-hmm. led by Tom Strong, while Chris Sprouse was one of the creators of Tom Strong. And that's going to be a big lineup for that book. I don't know how many issues it's going to be, but we're going to have a lot of teams on there. Well, it looks like they're going to actually start... Um, it's a new series. It, does, it didn't say a miniseries, so it'll okay. be as many issues as they can go. And there's cool. um, later on, we'll find out we are finally getting a cancellation, but we're almost... Um, a, we're a year and a half into Rebirth, and this is going to be the first cancellation they've had. So where are they going to bring in? That's pretty good. Yeah, and plus I'm wondering where they're going to bring in since that's been canceled. I don't know. We'll find out. But why don't we get into some TV news first? Now... We we talked about it, and because of all the other the way our show goes, and we go a little on the long side anyway, we're not gonna be we're not gonna weekly go um, full reviews of all the TV shows. Yeah. Now we are gonna point out any of the really cool stuff that sticks out in our minds, anything like that. But there are all kinds of phenomenal podcasts out there that are dedicated specifically to these shows. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trying to do an overarching DC show. Yeah. So I mean. It, if um, you don't like the way we're doing it, let us know. Send us an email, dcsuperpowerspodcast at gmail.com, and let us know, hey, we want more regular re- full reviews of the TV also. Um, but for now, though, um, we have more Titans casting. Yes. And this is one of the greatest castings er, um, that I've At seen in lookalike. years. Yeah, I mean, if you get, this kid looks like Beast Boy. Oh, uh, once you um, put some green paint on him, he's he's in there and dyes hair green, of course. He and actually, what it is, he looks like the Beast Boy from the modern cartoons. Yeah, he does from Teen Titans Go and the Teen Titans cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this is a Big Hero Six actor, Ryan Porter, and Ken and me are both uh, fans oh, of Big yeah. Hero Six. For me, Big Hero Six is my second favorite Disney cartoon of all time. I remember when I first went to the theater, me and my buddies were going out, and it was like, oh, Interstellar's playing at this time. Then Big Hero Six is playing. I'm like, you guys know already I'm going to Big Hero yeah. Six. Uh, you guys can go see Interstellar. So I literally <laughs> saw that movie by myself. My friends uh, went to the other uh, room to watch that. Because I've seen Interstellar. Interstellar is a good movie. Well, the but fun- Big Hero Six was better. The funniest thing was once we left, our friend Jimmy and his friend group come in, and they went to go see Big Hero Six. There was about six of them, so I'm like, "See, I started this. I was the first one to see it that opening night." Um, well, um, Ryan Poor is going to be playing Garfield, Gar Logan in the Warner Bros. live action TV series Titans. Teen Titans fans are generally familiar with Beast Boy. He's a uh, far from. Uh, or he's known as Garfield Logan, and he had contacted a lethal disease when he was a child while his parents were exploring in Africa, and it gave him genetic abilities. Um, DC's description of Beast Boy in the show is, treated with an experimental drug, Gar survived, but not without um, developing some bizarre side effects. Along with his green skin and green hair turning his body permanently green, um, his uh, fun-loving Beast Boy... Uh, is able to reshape himself into any animal or size he was able to imagine. Well, the cool thing is they're actually going a little bit into his origin, which yeah. the modern takes on Beast Boy, they just everybody knows what he does and who he is. So they don't ever go back into it. Um, they made some one-shot Teen Titan books, and they literally went in to describe exactly what happened, just as they said in mm-hmm. this um, description. His parents were um, overseas. Uh, he got... I think he got bit or just caught a disease from something, uh, and then they're like, well, we got to save our son, inject him with this serum. But then it's like, oh, he's turning green, and he's turning into some because I think he was attacked, his parents were being attacked by a snake, and he turned to like a, a ferret. Something like Something that. Something like that. And actually, the origins for them. Beast Boy go all the way back to the original Doom Patrol in the 60s. Yeah, in the 60s. So that's, that's when, when he was still he called Changeling about it, yeah. before he was even called Beast Boy, and then Marvel See, had I always a thought, wasn't there Changeling, a changeling in um, the Legion? I don't know. Actually, I think there is a changeling in Legion. I mean, it's he's obviously different than Beast Boy, but... I know there's also a changeling in um, Marvel, too, but they I think they changed both their characters to something else. It was like, okay, so who is the actual changeling? Maybe it was another DC comic yeah. character from the Legion. Well, actually, I can keep... Um, I can look that up real quick. Um, but also, Porter also previously petitioned to play um, Tim Drake on his social media. He was pushing for this same way um, as anybody knows about uh, Tyrese Gibson. Uh, that's in the not the Fantastic Four, uh, Fast and Furious movies. He wants to be John Stewart, so on their Instagram, they'll just keep posting these pictures of Green Lantern. He did the same thing for Tim Drake, but they saw him got out the word he wants to play a DC character, especially a Teen Titan. But instead of playing Tim Drake, um, he is now playing uh, Garfield Logan, which is Beast Boy. He would have made a good um, Tim Drake. Tim Drake, but I think I, he would the, have too. The looks he, he is Beast Boy. And if we and if we're right, they were also looking for an Asian actor, a young Asian actor, to play Beast Boy and. He's perfect. Yeah. So, um, but he also joins the cast that we already know. We've cast Dick Grayson already, mm-hmm. and they've still not said whether or not uh, whether he's Robin or Nightwing. Like I said, like we're assuming he's going to start as Robin and switch to Nightwing. Yeah, or he's going to just come I'm off. I'm kind of the... hoping if he if they do it that way that he gets the big gold lapels and the '70s Nightwing suit. <laughs> we'll see. I feel like they're going to go out black of it and quickly, blue. quickly, uh, or, even or just do a little Easter egg. Yeah, you do an Easter egg like they've done with a lot of the other ones, and like Supergirl, where he's drawing costumes on the board, and that's one of the ones that he dis- rejects. Yes, yeah, like I'm not going with that one. Um, but I really think he's probably going to be just stepping out of that Robin shadow, and he's yeah. not anybody right now. He know we know he used to be Robin. It's like I don't want to do that anymore. Who mm-hmm. can I be? He's a detective. He's a cop. Boom, Nightwing. 
Exactly. Also, we're going to, well, also, I'm kind of hoping when he does choose to be Nightwing, we get a little reference that Superman's in the same universe. Because the, his, his name, yeah, Nightwing, Nightwing, was inspired by a story Superman told him of two heroes on Krypton. Do you remember the second hero besides it was, it was Nightwing? Nightwing and um, Flamebrand or something? Flamebird. Like Flamebird? Okay. The funny thing is, a uh, little. Um, uh, fan fact right here. Um, if you remember the original um, Batwoman, uh, Betty Kane, she also had a niece. I think that was her niece. Um, she was um, Batgirl, the first okay. Batgirl, but then she got changed to Flame Bird. Like Robin was the first Rob, Dick Grayson was the first Robin. He became Nightwing. So I liked how they still paired them up as Nightwing and Flame Bird. Yeah. Uh, she was a Titan member if anybody wants to look her up. Well, um, but we've got um, Brenton Thwaites doing, um, as I turned away from the thing brent wade's doing tim or um dick grayson. dick grayson i don't remember the names on uh, the other names but we have, i do not remember their cast names a very young raven very young i think she's like 13 yeah she might be 12 but turning 13 she's really young cast, <laughs> i just thought um, it was a little weird starfire is actually a lady a woman who's actually almost in her 30s already mm-hmm. well so brent wade's is like I mean, mid these ones are gonna 20s be almost younger yeah the two but, main um, act well actually we Hawk and Dove, they're Hawk older and Dove too. are both older also. Yes. Um so I think this leaves room this is the Titans, so they're not going to just get teenagers, but because they are the Titans, I know that they're going to get more teenage actors mm-hmm. in here at some point. Well also that's what I'm wondering is like what other characters are gonna be mainstays of this? Because we do know um they've cast um someone to play Dick Grayson's partner at the police department. Yep. But that's all we know so far. Um, so we don't know what other characters are gonna are they gonna bring in. As um actually I heard from it wasn't you. It was someone else I was talking to this week who was saying that um, – th- oh, no, I think it was – no, I thought maybe Kylan, but no. It was someone was saying that um, they think the next actual character to be brought in to actually possibly make this a crossover would be Jericho because we are going to get Jericho Arrow. on Arrow. And also I'm waiting to still see Wally West pop up. Wally yeah. West and Jericho should be, even if they have to recast, well, Wally, which would be we stupid have, to me. Yeah, but... We already have Wally on – Flash. Yeah. And um, that this I was talking about Geek Watch 1, that um, really on Flash is a wasted character at the moment. Because especially with this season, the way the Flash is going this season, um, Barry doesn't need a partner. No. Or another speedster, speedster partner. Yeah. Um, he seemed like his powers are really uh, way faster than he was in the other seasons. And plus, if yeah. we give it open, he could take a little break and get into his kid Flash while he was character for the Titans. Exactly. And see what and they can around Everybody that. knows a DC hero team needs a speedster. Oh, That's the oh, way yeah. it works. Yeah, I mean, look at the new Teen Titans. They put that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need a speedster, even if it's Bart or Wally. Exactly. So moving on from there, we have the CW is actually – now, they keep saying no more superhero shows. <laughs> they always do. But, but we actually, keep getting I'm, them. I'm eyeing this because of the way, what this show is. They may be looking to something like this to take the place of Supernatural, knowing that Supernatural's on a limited budget or mm-hmm. limited time span right now. Yeah. And this would actually cost a lot less than Supernatural does and per also, episode because of being brand new. And also, it might take the place of how many fans wanted Constantine. We can have another magic character. Yeah, or then, this both. is also one that you could put Constantine into. You could. You could. Well, what we're talking about is they've um, they've started developing a new drama series on the C- on, based on DC Comics character Tracy 13 mm-hmm. and her father, Dr. Terrence 13. Um, together, the title is Project 13. Now, this for me was a brand new show. Um, a new book and new characters, but that, then I found out that well, the reason Tracy 13 wasn't introduced until the mid 2000s. Yeah, and same for me. I I never honestly heard of this character. Um, I was doing some research earlier before we started recording, and she was actually in Flashpoint. Okay. I don't know where I tried to skim through before we started. I couldn't find her, but I guess she makes an appearance in there somewhere, well, too. Well, we do have um, 
Elizabeth Banks, who's an actress, mm-hmm. as the executive producer. Now, she's not signed on to act in this. No. She's just producing. producing uh, which I thought was a little... I didn't know she produced. There's so many actors out there that produce roles, and it's like, wait a minute, they did this too? They're very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's going to be producing this. The title of Agent... Uh, or, sorry, Project 13 is a one-hour drama that will center around Tracy, and she's in her 20s. Um, she's a forensic scientist and a believer of the phenomenon uh, paranormal and discovers her own hidden extra sensory abilities and she joins her estranged um, skeptic father who investigates mysterious cases of phenomenal and unexpected paranormal uh, Tracy and Dr. 13 oh he's going to be called Dr. 13 well yeah he's Dr. Terrence 13 oh, okay. 13 is their actual name yeah I just didn't know they it sounds like a superhero name. Um, they have attempted uh, multiple. She have appeared in multiple comic books in the DC universe, including Flashpoint and Batman. Like I said, I never heard about this. I read this article. Um, I'm gonna have to do some research on it a little bit deeper and yeah. see what Batman uh, issues she played in. Well, it does say that um, Deegan Freakland will serve as the writer and executive producer on the project, which sounds like he's the showrunner. Mm-hmm. That's that's the Hollywood speak for showrunner. Yeah, it means the guy who actually controls all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Banks will produce alongside Max Handelman through their Brownstone Productions company, and Brownstone will produce in association with Warner Brothers Television. Now, should the project move forward, because remember, this is just in development. This doesn't mean it's going to hit the airwaves. Um, if it does move forward, it is going to, uh, well, the rest of this we actually know, it's going to join the Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and um, um Black Plus, Lightning. Yeah, I was trying to net, like. But those are that's five comic book shows on the network already. Yeah. Plus Riverdale's We're, a comic book show on the network mm-hmm. already. This will be the sixth the comic, comic book, book show, show, and they got a limited amount of um, space to put because you got to think that CW has two hours a night mm-hmm. of programming. They go from eight to nine and nine to ten, or on the Pacific it's like seven to eight and eight to nine. Yeah. Oh, like I Zombie too. Yeah, I Zombie's another one. Um, so it's like you have that's seven time, That's you only have ten shows prime time yeah. on the CW, and most of those are being taken up by comics. That's wow, all, it's becoming rapidly becoming the comic book um, network, but it's working for them. And I feel like the CW always been home to that. If you mm-hmm. think about, it, we've had not Riverdale, we've had Smallville, we've had um, Birds of Prey. Yeah, um, and I feel like that paved the way for a lot of the shows that we're getting right oh, now. Oh yeah, it did, well, Smallville opened the door for a, a lot of this. Well, what it is is, and really, this you got to give some love over to Marvel. Also, it was Smallville on television opened up the doors for all this. Mm-hmm. But in um, the movie screens, you got to think Iron Man and the the start of the MCU. Yeah, exploded superheroes into the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, um, starting in the late. 90s and early 2000s with the Spider-Man and X-Men films. Mm-hmm. We did, they started, and, they started wait, breaking the door open. This is a moral product, but I honestly feel because of him, we had a new sight on what comic book movies can be. And it seemed like a lot of people forget Blade. Yes. Blade oh, was Blade the first one when trails. we started getting into, oh, we can do superhero movies well, like this. You go all the way back to the 70s, to Superman in 77. Mm-hmm. There's only been two or three years between comic book movies yeah. since then. But None of them made the splash of yeah. what Marvel has done since the um, since the late nineties, early two right. thousands. But my, but because you had Superman, then right. Superman two, Superman right. three, see that, up into um, Batman, and Batman had the run of four see, movies there. But that was but my thing. While they're doing all those Batman movies, they still were starting to put out Steel and Catwoman, which were terrible, terrible yeah. films. But Steel had some. I had some fun with Steel. But I mean, anybody can have fun watching Steel. It's a comedy, in my opinion. Exactly. It, it was the, a, the movie it was, was so story. campy. It was like why. It wasn't the steel <laughs> that we know. No. But it, it was Shaq. He looked cool. 
He had the ta- he had the <laughs> Superman tattoo. Yeah, I mean that puts Superman in the movie. <laughs> but um, no, the reason why I like Blade so much because like you can actually do a comic book adaptation right way, and you don't have to just appeal to the fans. Exactly. Get a character, put them out like this, and then that caused for the X Men. We got um, Spider Man. Then we got the Dark the Dark Knight series that came about. Then we got the Superman Returns, Green Lantern. Catwoman. I know these are some movies that didn't go the best, but at least they were able to say, yeah. "Hey, let's well, Super- try, let's try this." I still, to this day, will defend that I like Superman Returns. I understand. I love that story. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend Green no, Lantern, but I did Green enjoy Lantern. Green, Lantern. I love Green Lantern. Ryan Reynolds was a great Hal Jordan. Yes. Well, Superman Returns and Green Lantern had problems. Yeah. But. It wasn't the characters in the story that, or the characters the char- in the movie that yeah. were the problem. No, it was the story. <laughs> there was, was a the lot writing. of other things that were the problem. Um, but yeah, and so we finally got here, and now we are in the year of uh, Justice League that's coming out next month. Yes, look how far we came. This is amazing that um, the DC after all of that, the DC Comics has finally got their DC films line running mm-hmm. to where we've already got had four movies yeah and we have more on the horizon we actually have more stories on that coming up once we get to it and uh just defending our uh our dc i still hear a lot of people you were on a you were on a podcast i was listening to and they were talking about how the dc movies are still in peril but i'm like which one oh you're talking weeby geeks yeah how they're, Dude, still, I'll plug they're taking a little jabs at it yeah um but i was like wonder woman look what they're doing with wonder woman i'm pretty sure now that has it's going to give us a line of all this good stuff to come oh out, yeah DC. Well, like I, like we've been saying for the last year, with um, Jeff Johns stepping into the creative, the um, controlling seat mm-hmm. for DC Films, and um, everybody that's working with him, and even the people working above him, are it looks are like seen. taking direction from him on this. Yeah, Jeff Johns is a comic book guy. He always has been a comic exactly. book guy. He's also a film guy because he started. We remember we were talking about this for, Akron, or yeah. for New York Comic Con. He didn't start in comic books when no. he started writing. No, he started as an intern. For, for Marvel, um, no. Was for, it Marvel? He was in, for working as an intern for um oh Richard Donner. Yeah, yeah. The director and writer of Superman one and Superman, Superman 2, two before they took it away from him. Yeah, and it seemed like they did that with DC uh, Donner and uh, Burton for their yeah. movies. I was noticing like why did they only get to do two? They well, more. Donner only did one and a half. Oh, do you, was it, I thought it was because no Richard Lester was brought in to finish Superman two because mm. the Salkinds um, had creative differences with um, Richard Donner. That's why there's actually two different versions of Superman two. And that's the one you tell me on you the Blu-ray, right? You can see the original version, or they have the Donner cut, which has a totally different ending. Hmm. Like the whole, hmm. the, all the stuff. And I, that I the, know it's um, a different ending. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was just, yeah. that comes off his chest. Yeah, that's not in the Donner cut. Ah. Also, in the Donner cut, I when um, this, Lois, I, I always thought that was a little. Uh, corny to me yeah i'm like he well, doesn't do that <laughs> one of the other major changes in the donner cut of superman 2 was um when lois finds out who clark is yeah and you know he kind of stupidly trips over the head of the barrel and yeah. his glasses fall in the fire he pulls them out and puts mm-hmm. them on in the donner cut she pulls out a gun and shoots him and he grabs and falls and then um when he's standing eventually he's like and they just immediately switches you know you could have just killed clark kent yeah and then he's holding the bullet yeah huh <laughs> But did she do that because she was scared? She was like, I no, knew she you're was, Superman. No, she, it was the same situation saying, I know okay, who Superman, Superman is. is. You are Superman. Superman. So instead of um, forcing him to fall, or no, that's what she does in Superman 2 in the Lester cut, where she falls in the river. 
Yeah. And he has to save her. Okay. But no, no, that part's still there because that's yeah. not what does it. It's the glasses, glasses that finally that, does it. Right, but she did jump in and she's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. And then he doesn't actually do the Superman hold. Yeah, she actually down pulls there. out a revolver and shoots him in the gut. Like, I'm going to make you yeah. tell me you're Superman. Um, but yeah, so we're finally getting there and we're getting all these TV shows from the movies. Oh, yeah. it, so the CW, all that to say the CW is getting or is working on an adaptation of Project 13. Mm-hmm. Um, this is once again, like I said, I'm trying to get some email and some interaction with the um, listeners here and all of our super friends. Yes. Who is Project 13? Let me know. Um, yeah, let us know any a little of you bit guys more. who are um, maybe a fan of Project 13, let us know. DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com or any of our social media. Before we move on, I just want to say I thought that um she when I heard that name, I'm like, oh, they're doing like they did uh, with the Virgo comics. But it's like, no, this is she's in the main DC comics mm-hmm. property. Just there was another I haven't heard of her. No, wait, it's Marvel, is it? Wasn't it Gen 13 or something like that? No, that was that was Image, wasn't it? I don't I think there's a I Gen 13 out there. I've heard that name, but I can't I think say it's Image. If, uh, which one it was from. But I can look that up while you actually move on to Black Lightning. And speaking of Black Lightning, we were talking about earlier, this is going on for the TV show. Black Lightning is now getting a new star from the cast of Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, I don't watch, I barely watch The Walking Dead, but I haven't watched Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm not going to have a chance to even start on that one yet. Yeah, um, so fans out there. uh, Oh, hmm? this is a DC book. Oh, Jen Third. Oh, I remember her. I remember seeing her. Let me see. Well, keep, keep going. Now. I'll uh, come back to this. Even though uh, Black Lightning will not take place yet in the CW Arrows verse, it's still shaping we up. We are putting yet on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, set to live up to the rest of the DC TV shows. It has recently been announced that actress Edwana uh, Findlay has been cast to play the villain of the upcoming series. Fans that know her from Fear of the Walking Dead will recognize her as a loner, uh, Diana, in a recent favorite that has debuted on the season. Not much is known about her character, but it is also reported that she will play Tori, the sister of the show's big bad, Tobias Well. She is described as beautiful and charming, but hiding a badass lurking underneath So, um, she's going to be, sounds like something like her brother without the white skin. (laughs) So we have to look forward to her um, in this and see what she's going to pull out. And I don't know if she's going to play a big, big role as a, a antagonist slash protagonist to Black Lightning if she is deceiving the way she, they're saying. Because when you're beautiful and charming, you can just bat your eyes and get something. Yeah. Well, uh, cutting back for just a second, mm-hmm. um, Gen 13, actually, it's it's DC now. now oh, so she wasn't It before. was uh, Wildstorm. Wildstorm hmm. and Image. Hmm. So then this was actually created by um, Jim Lee and Brandon Choi, and it was writ- or illustrated by J. Scott Campbell. Okay. So now it is a DC comic, uh, and yeah. we may see more of it, but um, yeah, I was wondering, no, she's not, um, Tracy 13 is not, doesn't have anything to do with it. Okay, they just got that whole But 13. Gen 13, I knew existed. Yeah, she does. I didn't. Seeing so, the sorry, picture of her, she sounds so. Black she looks very familiar. I just didn't know her name. Um, that was really it on Black Lightning, unless you want to have a little bit more um, on there. Yeah, th- well, see, the thing is. I'm kind of going into Black Lightning. Other than what we learned at this panel coming up and some of that stuff, I've not seeked out a lot of information about Black Lightning, so I'm going to be going into the show kind of fresh. Okay. Because um, I don't know a whole lot about him. As I said, besides the Outsiders. Other than what we've talked about on the show here. Yeah, and that's all I really know about him is from the Outsiders. I know he's a member of Justice League um, for a short time. Um, that's all I really know about him. Okay. So this is, I mean, like I said, I know about him being the Outsiders, but his origin is more of a soloist of a team. So there's going to be a lot of things I'm brand new and fresh to as well. Yeah. Well, moving on, we have um, 
Legends of Tomorrow, which had some awesome stuff. This uh, I loved Legends. Yeah, of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow is always a win. We this week was the Legends of Tomorrow episode with PT Barnum, Barnum that we were mm-hmm. talking about since halfway through the summer. And, and we got Billy a little, Zane as PT Barnum was amazing. I loved how we got a little uh, Easter egg in there. Which one did you, did you uh, see? Boana Beast. Yeah, we'll, we'll t- talk about that a little bit. Um, I looked it up. I didn't miss it. Um, I don't know his real name. I just looked up what his powers are. Buana Beast was in the Justice League uh, animated series, and he was in Batman Brave and the Bold. His power is basically along with Vixen and Beast Boy, except he's nowhere as good as them. What he does is talk to the animals. And he also is basically like, I lived in the jungle, so I know how to fight them. I know how to communicate with them. I run with them. Um, but in here, he seemed to be the strong man in the show. Uh, but when he had on his uh, tights and um, what do you call it, like what Tarzan was wearing? Because that's all, um, I forget his loincloth. Yeah, it was a loincloth. It was like that um, leopard print loincloth with a little bit of red in it. I'm like, that looks a lot familiar to the comic book character. He was like pulling his mask. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's a callback. Um, and I don't know if that was actually supposed to be him or not. Hmm. I, as you, if you want to keep uh, talking about that one, I'm no, gonna no, no. We'll get up. to this one in a minute when we get to movie news. Okay. This I just saw the tweet for this. That's why. Okay. Um, but if you want to talk about the trick or treat from the yeah, uh, Legend well, of Tomorrow. um, there was a, I guess our buddy Mike over at Mighty Marvel Geeks and Weeby Geeks, mm-hmm. um, and my partner at Wookie Radio, um, told me I missed it totally, and I've gone back. I've not got a chance to see all the way through, but I guess there was another um Easter egg in Legends this week. Now, in the last couple of weeks, they've been putting little lines in there, like. Someone pulled out Excelsior last yeah. week or two weeks ago. Um, and there's other taglines throughout comic book history that you've been hearing on this. Well, I guess there's a point in this episode this past week where Sarah, as she's about to leave in the Wave Rider, actually brings up um, turbines to power or atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed, ready to go. <laughs> I just thought about something. Hmm? I just looked up Boana Beast from that episode. Um, we're going to talk about that more, uh, but he was actually Buana Beast. That okay. was the character. He wasn't just the Easter egg of the guy dressing like him. That was him. And I'm cool. wondering if that's how they got the saber-toothed tiger. No, because the tiger was an anachronism. It was uh, there on his own. But he was able to communicate with them and get him into the cage. Though. Oh, that may have been how I they caught him. Yeah, that, right. That's why I'm wondering. We, um, But we got some news out of Legends, and then we got a couple things out of the TV shows that were really cool this week. But um, we did find we do find out that um, next week's episode of uh, Legends of Tomorrow is on um, Halloween night. It's oh, on the thirty first. On Halloween night. Well, okay. because of that, we're getting a Halloween episode of Legends with all the scares that come with it. Good. Because we are getting um, all, for All Hallows Eve for the CW's Ragtag Time Travelers is greeting is greeted not by many versions of Heat Wave or the Atom, but la- by last year's crossover Big Bad. The Dominators are back on Legends of Tomorrow. Now, um, the episode is called Phone Home, <laughs> and it's um, in the midst of... Oh, the- we talked about Phone Home. We did say they were going to do something like E.T., remember? Yeah. Well, now well, we know what it is. In the midst of... Or, um, let me see. Um, I can read just the actual re- episode description. They have it here. The Legends learn that Ray Palmer will die because they broke time, causing them to race back to 1988 and try to save his life. When they arrive, they're surprised to learn that Young Ray Palmer has befriended a um, time-displaced baby Dominator, putting him in harm's way with the government and the Dominator's mother. New to the ship and missions, Zari um, must find her place and... Zari, who's that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's new. Yeah. Um, Must find her place and learn to trust the team. Meanwhile, Stein begins working on a secret project on the ship, which makes Rory and Jax suspicious. 
And um, oh, that just caused the other um, stars, which the whole team's on here. So who is Zari? Has she been playing um, um, Isis? Or is that Isis? Yeah, I think so. So did her. we miss an episode? No, 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 no this no. is going to be this week's. This is the week after yeah. that. So should, this week's episode will bring Isis to the team. Yeah, um, but well, for obvious reason, they aren't going to be calling her Isis, and so they're just going to be calling her probably Zari. Yeah, so she'll be she'll just be Zari. Uh, she won't get her code name. Yeah, I'm looking to make sure. Yeah, that that's who her. that is. Yeah, that'll be about, this week's yeah, episode. Yeah, we talked of about the, Yeah, I forgot what her real name was, but yes. So she's so going to have to cool. find her way, and she's going to um, be on this trick or treating episode. That's very interesting. Yeah. So we're going to get the Dominators returning to Legends of Tomorrow. And it's going to be interesting. Well, you were asking, what were you asking about um, if this actually happened during the, Leg- the Dominators episode? Yeah, um, I remember well, no, they befriended it's something. Actually, it's, but the, um, it sounds like it's taking place yeah, at a different time. The Dominator is an anachronism mm-hmm. in this one. So the Dominator is not supposed to be So is this season full of anachronisms? Yeah, that's the whole point. They're chasing down this whole season. Oh, okay, because after seeing the first episode and the second, I'm like, wait a minute. Now yeah, that's like the whole purpose a... of this one is that every season they have to have something they're chasing down. Okay. And so I love... That's what I, this one is. They're well, we'll to get to the show. Of... I was going to say there was something happening there, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, oh, another one was this was the, finally the episode. Remember, we had um, me, they had already told us that um, Victor Garber is going to tease some Titanic stuff. Okay. And one of the anachronisms they had was a cha- was something that happens um, has shown up on the Titanic, and, and Victor er, um, Professor Stein says straight up, "No, we're not going to that ship. That it's a, nothing good ever happens on that ship." Yeah, me and Liv were all watching that over the weekend. Legends. You're like, he played in Titanic. I was like, I don't remember Titanic. I saw that so long. I ago. heard about it. That's the only way I know he was on it. Okay. And I've heard reading different things about Legends of Tomorrow. I've heard that he was. Um, about him being on Titanic. Okay. I was so, so young when, when I watched that, re- I don't but, remember Well, when he it. made those references to Titanic, that's why, because he was actually oh, on, on the, the show, boat yeah. in James Cameron's Titanic. Yeah. Uh, I think, what, I, I want to say there was another actress that has uh, been playing on the CW show that was also on there, but I don't think they had a big enough. Oh, I don't know. Zane. Billy Zane was in there, well, too. Well, yeah, Billy Zane was there. Um, but we have one more bit of news, real quick, from um, TV, and that is we have Professor Pig showing up on Gotham. And Professor Pig actually was also, and I love this picture actually behind them on here, this article. He's from the video game. But um, you can get your first look at Professor Pig. The villain has been casted on Fox Gotham's episode. This is going to be in episode six of season four. He's going to be uh, playing by Michael Cravis. Uh, Severus. Uh, Severus, thank you. Um, he played on Fringe in an all-new episode, and he also has a preview of your ride, and you can watch it. Well, at least say down below. Yeah. But well, you guys can look up the preview. It's all over the um, YouTube by now. Yeah. Um, and this that trailer looks really creepy. This looks like a definitely October Yeah, episode, this is – well, this one but, comes out Thursday the 26th, which is actually tomorrow as you're listening – or it, probably two days because this yeah, show – I'll probably have this up on th- Tuesday. Yeah. So. It's um, this week, this week's episode of Gotham. But the synopsis for this one is Gordon and Bullock are on a hot – are hot on a serial killer who has been assassinating cops and dressing the victims up with severed heads of pigs as his signature mark. Meanwhile, uh, Sophia and Sophia tries to win over Penguin and Tompkins. Nigma and Grundy find themselves as an unlikely home in Cherry's place. I, now, I don't think know, I know where Cherry's Cherry, place know, is. Well, you didn't see this week's episode. At the end of the this week's episode was a lot about. Um, Solomon Grundy shows up. Oh yeah, the, the, I've seen the Solomon the, Grundy the origin part. Of, did you see the origin of Solomon Grundy? The way they do his origin here yeah, is about um, the same way because he's well, in Butch, the- Butch has been in a coma for over six months at the mm-hmm. hospital, and um, these two guys, this would only ever happen in Gotham. Yeah. yeah. The the hospital needs to clear out beds, so they t- they took um, Butch out, put him in an ambulance, took him out to the swamp, and dumped, dumped him in the swamp. In the swamp. Yeah, and then he comes out. And the out. swamp is actually um, 
it's bubbling and boiling, and you see um, Indian Hill chemical barrels around Ooh, the swamp. Okay. Okay. That are leaking into the swamp. So he just sinks beneath the water. So it's not magic that uh, no, it's is, chemically uh, induced. Okay. But it's uh, so he's not really a zombie per se. No. Mm, no, not I don't know. Really. It's their version of a zombie. Zombie. So. But um, we have um the the cool thing about this on this part was when he first comes out of the um when he first comes out of the swamp. Um, there's of course the hobos, li- the homeless right. guys living off the, off the swamp. As they always are, perfectly placed. The Solomon Grundy song. Song, yep, and, I uh, love that. And it's like Solomon song, Grundy. And the or the um, a musical version of the poem because it's originally a poem. Poem, yes. But um, and that's where Sol- where Butch gets it in his head that he's Solomon Grundy. Yeah, and, it, and he sits there and he does recite the, as he's doing things. And that's the same way that he was uh, in the comic books. It was like, well, why is he called Solomon Grundy? Because the first thing he heard when he got back to life. The best thing about this is, um, for most people, they. Even if they've never seen Solomon Grundy, they don't know who he is. They've never heard of him. They've heard the the meme. I think it was from Super Friends or something that it was Solomon Grundy wore yeah. pants. Yeah. Well, the first time he shows up, one of the guys looks at him and says, "Dude, what happened to your pants?" I remember that. So that's a that's a classic meme too. That was when the meme started yeah. coming first started coming out. So uh, they referenced Solomon Grundy's pants right away. But um, no, he eventually comes into Gotham and actually makes friends with, with Nigma, the Riddler because um, Nigma's trying to. Get his smarts back, because mm-hmm. after he's been frozen, his brain is not working correctly. Yeah. We found that out last week. And that's why he's acting a little dumb in this episode. Exactly. But um, that's the two of them all. It's basically the two of them working together all episode, and then eventually, Nig- Nigma says, you know what? We need to make some money here. So they yeah. go to basically an underground fight club, and that Cherry runs the underground fight club. Okay. When I saw that, I was thinking of Super Friends all the way through, because it's like, wait a minute. Weren't you guys on the same team in a show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Was Riddler in the yeah. Challenge of the Super Friends? Yeah. Okay, but um, I know we got uh, the cool thing is while they're at this bar and fight club, and it's cool you you'll appreciate this. The in most of these underground fight clubs, it's like in a cage or something like that. This they have a six sided wrestling ring. Oh, TNA. <laughs> <laughs> well, impact. Well, well, no, I think Lucha Underground uses that also. So yeah, maybe using Lucha's ring or something. All right, they're not the only ones that have that, but um. But um, they tell Cherry's like, fine. He wants to fight. That's that's fine. Have the doc look him over. And they go find out the doc she's talking about, the person who's been working as a doctor for her, is Le- Leslie Tompkins. Yep. And uh, whatever bad guys come in that gets um, brutalized, Andrew, she's gonna fix them. Yep. Up. She helps fix them up when they get out of the ring. See here you so, go. Kid. Something Les- Riddler. Yeah, Riddler's in there. Okay. Cool. So we know Professor Pig's coming, and um, that's basically what happened on. Um, well, we've covered uh, Legends. We've covered Gotham some. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supergirl, I'm trying to remember everything that happened on that. You didn't see I, it. I did not have time. I had a little uh, mishap today where I was going to watch it, but I didn't have time to. Ah. And Flash, I'm trying to remember some of the really cool stuff that happened. Oh, man. Flash. Yeah. Um, Just some of the highlights. Well, besides him hitting an Iron Man suit version of the Flash, we get to see Gypsy appear in the episode. Yeah. Um, Kill was it Kill Kilgore? Um, in the comics, Kilgore was more so like a brainiac machine, but in here they made him a human that can control the technology. It starts out actually in the apartment they were in was Oliver Queen's old apartment. Yes, no, that wasn't. I don't think that was supposed to be. They they, they used the same set that they used for Felicity's apartment. I think it, that. I, no, because Felicity still lives there. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was wondering. Was that was it, originally. Remember that was originally Thea's apartment. That Oliver moved in and Thea moved out. Well, if it's not, and the then s- Felicity moved with Oliver, but then Oliver moved out. If it's not the same apartment, I think it's at least in the same hotel. No, it's or- the, it's the same set that okay. they just dressed a little different and went from a different angle. Um, but he um gets killed in there, and also there was a newspaper in the room too of what's going on in Arrow right now of him being yes. outed as the Green Arrow, which I thought was a pretty good connection. Yeah, well, um, 
while Barry and Iris are at marriage counseling, there's mm-hmm. a newspaper sitting there about Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. Um, and as all this is going on, taking events, uh, Barry's just got back to the spe- from the Speed Force, and his powers are really amped up now. He's doing oh, yeah. things a lot more faster than he did before. Uh, but I guess six months in the Speed Zone will do that for you. But the case comes on, um, and it's in the elevator. That's when we get Cisco to help. But Cisco also in this episode forgets he has a date with. A gypsy. Well, he doesn't forget. He's just a little busy. He's a little busy. Um, well, he knows she's coming there. He stops them from shooting her, but he says, I love how he's like, I'm stopping you guys, from, or stopping her from killing you guys. Um, but he puts a postponement on it, and she's a cop in her world, so she knows people get busy when there's crimes mm-hmm. uh, going around. Um, and in this episode, we get to see Kilgore try to take down all the people that uh, basically did a Facebook on him, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Um, took the ideas from him and left him dead, I guess they thought, but he really didn't. He's came back now and he's taking over. Uh, he takes down just one of them. The other two they are able to save in the show. Uh, we get some help from Kid Flash and, uh, Flash take them down. And then by the end of all this, we find out that Kilgore was not in, uh, Central City when all this went down with the night of the, the, um, was that the storm? What was that called? The Speed Force Storm. Yeah. Was it not? The was it, no, not it was speed. a Speed Force Storm because remember we had mentioned how um, it was the same thing that would happened in the comic books that created yeah, all the speedsters. It, wasn't, it was destroying Central City here. No, it, well, it wasn't a Speed Force Storm. I think it was called something else. No, it was the Speed the Force Storm. accelerated. Well, oh, you're trying the original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah this was the, their first. That's what happened. Yeah, it was um, their first um, dealing with someone who was not created by the particle accelerator. And that's what they thought. They're like, wait a minute, you weren't in the city at the time that happened, so how did you get your powers? Oh, basically a thinker gave them to him. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how and we he find did out this. that just like um, Savitar last season was handing out powers. powers. Well, the thinker's doing that now. But uh, now, since this is the first one, I don't know if there's going to be a, a string that keeps on happening in the show. But since he's a technology-based character, so was Kilgore. So I'm wondering if most of the characters from the Flash's rogues that were technology-based, machine-based characters are going to be what that's how Thinker did and gave all these powers. But we'll see. Um I'm trying to think. I think that was mostly it for this episode of Big Things Happening. Uh, I think for that, um, Arrow had a huge one drop. Yeah, it did. Um, now, Arrow was kind of cool because we found out at the end of last episode that um, someone leaked to the police a picture of Oliver without a hood. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where it was like, oh, no, it all got out. Now he's going to be known as the Green Arrow. Now, this is the second time this happened in the show. Yeah. When someone's tried to say Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. Um, and once again, they fail... They left on a big cliffhanger, but then when the um, show started, it was like, oh, no, he's taking care of this. Mm-hmm. He has a press, um, and they all talk to him. And then he, I love how he name-dropped Bruce Wayne. We finally got yes. Batman in And it confirmed. was straight up he talked about Bruce, the billionaire Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he said they could have copied and pasted billionaire uh, Bruce Wayne from Gotham on there. But if you look, I'm pretty sure he's still in Gotham. Yeah. He's not in Star City. So why? And the funny thing is the you think um, I would official be Gotham Arrow? Twitter account. Yeah, you told um, me about that. After that episode released, um, said, tweeted something to the effect of uh, Bruce Wayne is still on Gotham. As far as we know, Bruce Wayne is on Gotham. Yeah, so uh, he's not being co- his face isn't being uh, photoshopped to the Green Arrow. Yes, and I love how it had to be it had to be him because I'm like both of you guys are billionaire playboys. Who knows what you yeah. have to do it? This was not. They've done a lot of. Um, Veiled references. Yeah, this was a direct. This was straight directly. This was straight up name Bruce drop Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I wonder what holes they had to jump through at CW and W. I don't know. Well, 
Warner or um, DC owns all of them, so I'm sure they can reference anything they want. Oh, they can, but they still have to get the yes and okay from the guys up top. Well, what it is is a lot of times I, we've read before that Berlani and um, Kreisberg and the other guys in the production will actually put this stuff in there, hoping to be allowed to pay off later. <laughs> and it, so they'll stick it in there, and until someone says no, they'll leave it there. <laughs> they, I'm glad they ran with this one. Um, yeah. But after that happened, uh, I'm trying to think of the big what was the big baddie in this one. It was uh, oh yeah, or no, it wasn't no, Kilgore. It, it was, was um, um uh, Anton. Is that his name? It was it was the guy from um the he's been in all the series back and forth. Um, Ollie's old friend, the Russian guy. Oh, it was Anatoly. Anatoly, thank you. Yes. Um, he's there, and they're the trying, KG Beast. Yes, they uh were setting up another press, but instead or press conference uh meeting, I guess, before they actually go on a recording, and then he comes in and he kidnaps all the important people of uh, Star City, and he looks at Ollie directly and is like, oh, you know, I, you're capable of this and capable of that, but you're no superhero, right? <laughs> Something like that. It's like, oh, don't say that. And he knows what just happened. Yeah, Anatoly knows who Oliver is. Yeah, but I don't think he's like, I'll but tell them it's one of those and let well, them yeah, prove it to them. The thing is, they do prove on this like they've proven before that Anatoly is a stone-cold killer. Yeah. He is he's a, a killer. Good, he's a But he's mobster, a businessman. But... Just like um, what people say with like the regular mobs and stuff here now, that um, the mobs have their own version of morality. Yes. Yeah, they're stone cold killer. They'll walk up and shoot you, shoot a guy in the head, but they're still family man. Yeah. And they'll still protect their family. Exactly. They're, they're the nicest guys in the world to meet as long as just you don't, don't do make an enemy with them. You can yeah. do business with them. Just don't make an enemy out of no, them. No, like I said, you don't want to do business with them <laughs> because you never know when you're going to make a mistake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so that was taking place there, and we also got to see um William and yes. Ollie make a more of a connection. And this is something I picked up on too. In the beginning of it, he gets beat up at school, and he's like, "Oh, son, you gotta take the biggest one down, punch him in the nose, and no one else will mess with you." And he was wearing red like the Flash. Now, by the end of the episode, when he uh, went to the room, they started playing video games games together he was wearing a green pajamas ah okay so it, well also it was interesting because um he's telling william it's like this is how you deal with a bully mm-hmm. and william says no, i don't want to fight yeah but if he has and to, oliver well oliver's learning how to be a dad yeah he is um and the interesting thing is um william knows that oliver is green arrow yes he does and he's actually keeping the secret 100 percent. but he's that's the thing that worries him he's like dad what's gonna oh well, he doesn't say dad but he's like what's gonna stop you from being taken away from me too like my mom she exactly. died because of all this everybody in his life before oliver has been taken away from him mm-hmm. now he's afraid knowing what oliver does that um the same thing's gonna happen exactly um and we also got to learn and find out remember i was saying when darren was on here last week i don't know if all or um diggle is actually hurt and or he just has the PTSD. He's actually hurt. Yeah. So. Um, well, real quick for um, Supergirl, uh, we got Psy showed up for the first time, which okay. is a Supergirl villain. Um, but the weird, interesting thing is um, they basically totally disregarded the um, series one or season one comics, which were supposed to be tied into the show. Hmm. Which is interesting because that, that to me shows that the comic books tie into the show. Yes. But the show doesn't have to follow the comics because Psy was the villain in the first series of comics. Hmm, okay. The season one of Supergirl comics. So I'm assuming they never so, met each other. And until, they ne- yeah. in this, yes, they'd never met each other. Hmm, okay. So, um, but it was interesting. Uh, a couple of major things is um, we get Kat, um, uh, Kat- Lena Luther oh, okay. showing up to take a more active role in the running of Catco now that she owns it and hmm. figuring out, basically just figuring out what, what, how does this work. And we have um, I so forget her name question. Where's it leave Jimmy? Then what is he doing? That's that. That was actually the whole Jimmy's whole thing for this episode. Oh, it was Jimmy was like, well, wait a minute, because every time she called a meeting, he was not in it. Every time she wanted to do something, she wasn't asking him. He's like, wait a minute, I've been running this company for over a year. 
Shouldn't I be part of this? Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> so, um, th- yeah, that's the big question there. Hmm, okay. But um, we do find out that Rain, I forget her actual name in the show, but um, the character who will be Rain is actually, now we found out in the first episode, she has a new job. Right. And we find out that that new job is she's going to be running the day-to-day L Corp while Lena's Lina is a, taking uh, care of Kako. So, okay. So Funny she's how the acting not CFO, see, maybe vice president, whatever position they put her in, that she's running the day-to-day operations of L Corp. Now, did we get um appearance from the guy that played in the last episode as the bad guy and the main villain of this season, seems like? Did he come Which back one? the businessman? No, he was not in this one. No, okay. You're, okay. you're talking about Morgan Edge. Yes. I was wondering, because I feel like he's going to be the baddie of this season. He might not Maybe be the he's still big the the baddie, but he's going to be in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. I forgot he, he was left, left on top there. of a container. I forgot all about the that. Yeah. So not only does he have to figure out how to get off the container to let everybody know he's up there, yeah. but he also has to figure out how to get back into the shore. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, okay. So, but um, that's most of the television stuff for, the, for okay. today. I was going to say, do we get any more uh, visions from Rain of what, how bad she not is, how devious really. she is? Okay. So, I mean, this was mainly setting her up and setting up um, her and her daughter a little more. Okay. Mm, her daughter? Yes. I don't know what big role she's going to play. I, I don't know. She, her kids might be evil, too. Well, getting into movie news, this just dropped minutes ago when we were recording. Or no, 10 hours ago here. But, um, no, then there was a video that they just dropped that I'm looking for. But it was announced today that tickets go on sale Friday, October 27th for Justice League. Woo! Go out and get your days. Justice League tickets. Cool. We are working on something for any local super friends. Yeah. Hopefully we can get you, a, we'll all come out to the same place, have a meetup or, of some sort, and actually um, watch have a the little movie talk. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The, was this, the, nope, that's nine hours ago. Um, DC Comics just tweeted a video. I got the notification, but I I wonder if they it deleted so it because it's like, wait, we did that too soon. No, no, no. Uh, that's a pinned tweet. As we're looking through Twitter. The Doomsday Clock. Is that it? Uh, this is a cyborg. Um, Clip of Cyborg flipping through their Twitter. That's eight hours ago. There, two oh, hours ago. Titans. Yeah, that's got to be the newest one. Is the Cyborg video they just put up? Okay, I just wanted to make. No, that's eight hours ago. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Well, so, DC put out a tweet out. Like I said, they could delete it. Like we're too soon on this. No, they were. No, no, no. So I don't know what happened on Twitter, but we do have some announcements of movies release dates yeah finally and they're finally doing one or two at a time yeah and they should uh don't you know give us too much at around the same time well we just found out a couple of weeks ago that patty jenkins is been signed on to do wonder woman 2 which we knew was going to happen anyway oh yeah they just hadn't dotted Confirmed all the i's and crossed all the yeah teams. we don't want to say she is when not yet she has not signed anything but wonder woman 2 will be filming in june 2018 exactly for a release on um in December, December of 2019. When is Aquaman coming out? That's Aquaman that's comes December out next too. year. But that's in December as well. I don't remember off the top of my head. We'll find out here in a minute. Okay. But um, there's some other com- confirmations in this. that um, This is going to be set in the 1980s, according to um, the actual official movie synopsis. And the um, DC Cinematic Universe, which I don't know why they called it that here. This is DC Films. Yeah. The DC Films Universe... Officially launched last year, which is funny, um, with the follow-up to of with Batman v Superman. Now I thought Bat or Man of Steel actually launched the DC uni- films universe. Yeah, it did. Well, this has it as Batman v Superman did it, but that's fine. I guess that, they forgot. Well, that yeah. introduced Gal Gadot and some of the other characters. Well, 
I was inside. I think when they literally when they first really started, I guess that makes sense because when they first started, they were still being produced by Christopher Norland. It was still like, oh, we had our Dark Knight movies. Let's make some Superman ones. Yeah. And then it was like, wait a minute, we can make a whole film franchise. So maybe, yeah. but I still think well, that about, started off the whole wave. With probably because also you can look at Man of Steel they put out there, and then it was one of those that if this doesn't do well, yeah, we can do something else. Yeah, and that's what they. Well, tried when to it do. did, when it did great, they're like, wait a minute. Okay, well, we can keep going where we're at with what we have here. They, because Batman vs. Superman war, was supposed to be Man of Steel 2. Yeah, originally. Yeah, originally that's what it was supposed to be. I'm still mad we didn't get it. Yeah. But there's there's time in the future. Um, but Aquaman is going to drop December 21st of next year. Okay. And then, Aqu- then Wonder Woman is going to do it the year after. So we're yeah. going to get December movies. Is that Well, not all. Um, no, Wonder Woman 2 is scheduled for December 19th. Um, it should have no problem actually making that target with this with um, it going into production in June of 2018. Um, it's also been confirmed that the film will be set in the 1980s during the Cold War. Um, it's unusual for Warner Brother. Um, it's u- unusual that Warner Brothers remains stubborn on the December 9th, or 2019 release date, as it is scheduled to debut only one week before Episode t- 9 of Star Wars. Um, um, it seems like War, War, Wonder Woman two may have its comp, er, competition on its hands, which yeah, that I don't that may not be a good move for them. Yeah, they may want to move that up to November or move it back a little bit. Exactly, anything that close to um, Star Wars, especially Episode nine, that's going to end yeah. the three. And JJ um, Abrams has already said since he's writing right now mm-hmm. that um, this is actually going to bring all three trilogies together to a close. Yeah, we're probably going to move that, but I think that's why they did a good move by Justice League in November this year. Yeah. Um, I just got a little bit more news, by the way, guys. Aquaman is done with their production yes, right now. Yes, they, they announced that this past week. Okay. That they wrapped um, actual production. I've seen the pictures on Instagram of these guys. Now, they still have to do all the editing and the post-production work, but <laughs> filming is done. Yes. Um, so that's good. They can uh, enjoy a little bit of fun now. The actors can. They can kick back and drink mm-hmm. and eat a little bit of things they didn't want to. I remember Amber Heard saying she loved donuts. She could not eat donuts for like six months. Yeah. So she's like, crap, well, she's got to She's got to fit in the leather and spandex. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I can't wait to see that movie. Well, Wonder Woman's not the only thing that's announcing a release date. No. Shazam director more. David F. Sandberg um, has confirmed that the, his DC-based superhero film will release... April April of 2019. Mm-hmm. So we got and two DC Comics movies coming out in 2019. And we still don't know who's playing Suzanne yet. No. Um, it says the date is set was set by Warner Brothers Pictures and New Line Cinema way back um, when the modern version of the film was announced. So we know this is they're still holding to the original announcement. Um, the news um, came from a Reddit thread in which the director took part in um, commenting, um, confirming to a fan that the film is on track to release the same year as Gambit, Captain Marvel, and Avengers 4, um, along with other comic book movies. So that that's going to be a very big comic book year. Like every year has been for the past, uh, like, uh, ten years now. Well, the um, it's set to shoot starting in February and through May of this year in Toronto. Um, and the DCEU, which is... Why is it they still use it? The people haven't got the clue. They, I was just saying, we... films movie um, was thought. Everybody thought was going to star um, Dwayne the the Rock, Rock Johnson um, as Black Adam until it was actually revealed later that we talked about it on here that he's not going to be in the original, the first movie. Um, the villain of the Warner Brothers Shazam movie hasn't been revealed, which we're um, we're pushing that we think it'll be Doctor Savania. Yeah, which is Billy's uncle. Yeah. Um, and li- I just had a question for you. Now, this is my opinion. Uh, I'll say my first, and then I'll see what you want. I really don't think Black Adam needs his own movie. 
I don't think so either. I, I, I to be let's honest, see what. Well, introduce him in, um, in a Shazam movie. Yeah, and then see where it goes. Yeah, I think he should be introduced in another. That film. That would be like them announcing a um, Sinestro movie. Yeah, not even put like, out the Green Lantern. Corps yeah, yet. I'm like, wait a minute, why are they doing that? Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I what think happens. when they announced that was the fact that The Rock had said he would star in a, in a um or play Black Adam in a movie. They're like. Let's give him his own movie. Yeah, I mean, he's The Rock, which is great, but just because he's an actor that's used to doing this don't mean you have to typecast him as giving him his own movie once again. I mean, look at the Fast and Furious movies. Yes, yeah. was he a big star? Of course, but was it his movie? Those were no. true ensemble movies. Yeah, so I'm like, you can do the same thing with him here. Don't. I really don't think he needs his own movie. I mean, it's uh, The Rock, so it would sell, but to me it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, the Shazam is the next movie going into production, mm-hmm. we said in February. Um, right now, according to rumors... CBR.com has this. That, um, they're looking at people such as John Cena or Joshua Sass. <laughs> Which we, um, we talked about the title before. Role. Yeah. Uh, Cena, I could actually almost see it. I really, I, me personally, I would want Cena for as this. Yeah, for the looks. And the thing is, he the doesn't have. built like Superman. He doesn't have to act too much. You can literally give the kid the acting roles more exactly. so than him. I mean, when he needs to fight or do something, have him get a little emotional. And knowing if anybody John Cena. who hasn't seen John Cena cut a promo or something. The dude can have fun. Yeah, he definitely has fun. He's one of the best mic workers in WWE right now. Well, Shazam has to have fun. And also, I was going to say, not a lot of people... can't do him serious. A little wrestling thing. Not a lot of people can go toe-to-toe with Rock on the mic. Yeah. Word for word on the mic. John Cena can do that. So I I would still like to see both of them go head-to-head in the Mm -hmm. movie. Little fan. Little fan over here. (laughs) Well, um, the last bit of movie news we had for this week is Ezra Miller announced that Flash Week... Is going to be um, is the same week as the release of Justice League to help promote Justice League. Yeah, and I I was um talking a little about this. I think it's great that he's going to be the one to uh, do this because all, as we said in the comic books, the Flash is the one that holds the Justice League together when it comes to yeah. being that he's the hope of yeah. the Justice League. I know, like so you said, Superman's the hope for DC Universe, but for Justice League, that's all Flash. Well, no, 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 that's what it was. Superman's the hope of the no, no, no. The yeah, Flash, no, is, Flash hope is hope for the Justice, the Justice League. League. Yeah, both of them were able. Superman's to... their heart. Yeah, there you go. And that's why I say he's hope for the universe, yeah. but Flash is the hope for the Justice League team. So I think it's really great that he's going to be the one to uh, celebrate Flash Week by celebrating the Justice League film. Well, the story reads, with, a, with the release of, Justice League mo- of the Justice League movie coming next month, Ezra Miller will play the Flash. And to help promote the film, he has launched, um, he has launched Flash Week, which will, be, which will bring DC fans closer to the well-known hero. Prior to the upcoming hit, um, we will... We have seen glances of Ezra Miller in both personas as Barry Allen and as The Flash and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice and various Justice League trailers released so far. Now, Flash League Week will be dedicated, there will be a dedication, <clears throat> excuse me, to the character, focusing on the speedster direct, directly to bring fans closer to the hero. Uh, you will learn more about Barry, and with, with that, you will see new footage from the upcoming Justice League film. Uh, the marketing and promotion of the Justice League continues to grow from strength to strength uh, through the launch of a toy range and an upcoming or and a close up of each individual character, individual interviews, and more. And so, I think that's what we got when we got the uh, video of Cyborg. That could be like something to do. Well, they too. actually have a trailer here for Flash Week. Hmm. So, you think we should run that real quick? Yeah, let's run it. Let's run it. Why not? Uh, let me make some uh, an adjustment here and let's see what they got. Hey, I'm Ezra Miller, and you are now entering Flash Week. Enter Flash Week! Starting today, we'll be traversing the supersonic world of the Flash to see how a normal guy like Barry Allen managed to become the fastest human on Earth. 
and what he decided to do about it. It's really cool. You guys seem ready to do battle and stuff, but I've never done battle. I've just pushed some people and run away. So these are just a couple of the different... Oh, then the next one is so actually they're going to go into the actual trailer oh, okay. for Justice That was League. just the opening for him. So, yeah, that was just the opening for this video. Uh, and I'm not sure what else is going on. We'll have to keep an eye, to, eye on it and see what else we get. So according to this, though, this actually was this week. Huh. So we'll have to, um, next week, find out some of the other stuff that they did Yeah. for this. Keep an eye on this story. Okay, well... So that's the um, for Flash that was the, movie whole news. Week the next one them. is one you actually um, picked up on. Yeah, um, this is uh, Raven. She's going to go solo again in the DC universe. Yeah, this is the not the first books. time that um, we've done this in Rebirth. No, I think she was one of the few books, one of the first uh, books they did of the Teen Titans, or actually the only. It yeah, was before Teen Titans came out, they actually did was the miniseries before? with her. Yeah, um, and she had her own little solos, like a prequel to lead mm-hmm. her up into the Teen Titans book. And if you guys were reading it, uh, I didn't. I stopped reading. I fell off of it. But some things they were referencing in Teen Titans, I'm like, I remember this happening in her solo book. But now she's getting another one in the Daughter of Darkness. This will be a 12-issue miniseries in January. The story will be written by Marv Wolfman and will continue oh, from the miniseries in 2016. Uh, Wolfman to go on and say, In Raven, Daughter of Darkness, Rachel will face another frightening supernatural threat. Only this time, it's one of her very much grounded um, in reality. At the same time, she'll also be dealing with some of the drama in her personal life as her mother returns with mixed things up and her Aunt Alice it's going to get messy, guys, and when things get messy around Raven, giant frightening deaf demons tend to unleash on the world. So um, I wanted to well, let them know. The first thing that caught my eye Try here, on my comment. Marv Wolfman writing this. Yeah. You couldn't have the, Anybody, a better guy to step in and write a Raven series. Yeah. The guy created Raven. Raven. Um, and as I said before, I, did he? I don't know. I can't remember if he uh, wrote I told my friend... Uh, Chris, if you really want to get into like something spooky from Teen Titans, read the first six issues of the new Teen Titans when Raven's father was actually coming back. Yeah, I read that at nighttime, and I'll never forget. That was just like a very eerie and creepy thing. Once I got done reading, I'm looking around the corner like, is there going to be a demon that pops up somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was uh, it was pretty dark. So if Marv Wolfman's coming back for this, bring all the Raven goodness. Yeah, that's right. Or darkness, I guess I should say. Um, well, we have some sad news. Yeah. Was um, we mentioned earlier that we actually have news of the first cancellation of the Rebirth era. How you get um, all this? Yeah. <laughs> well, Superwoman, which I've had it fun with. It's not been the best title out there. It's no. not the first one I go to every week. And for me, I don't pick this up weekly. I've picked up a couple, and then if there's something in that you tell me I should definitely read, I'll pick mm-hmm. it up and I'll buy and read it. Well, this is awesome. This show, this um, book has been awesome because. It's the rest of the Superman family. That's mm-hmm. not. It's not your mainstream Superman family. Yeah. It's not Lois. It's not John. It's not. Um. It's not Clark. No. This is everybody else. This is Steel. This is Lana Lang. Um. Luthor's in and out of this here and there. Atomic Skull's been in mm-hmm. here. I felt uh, like major part. Maggie Sawyer's in here a lot. I felt like a this lot was... of the characters that don't have room in action or Superman mm-hmm. have been in Superwoman. I feel like this was their version of what they're doing with detective comic books for Batman's family. Yeah. That's what the way I saw it here too. But um, looks like Superwoman is going to end its run with issue 18 in January, um, making it the first of the de- Rebirth titles to be canceled. Now, the series um, originally launched as part of the um, Rebirth initiative in May, last May. So, yeah, it's been a year and a half. Um, but was divisive among fans almost immediately with the apparent um, death of the New 52 Lois, Le- Lana, or Lois Lane happening um, very early in the run. 
the um, New 52 version of Lois Lane died in Superwoman. That's right, yeah. But that one wasn't one that um, got a lot of news because Lois Lane was still in the book because mm-hmm. our Lois Lane from the alternate universe Lois Lane, just like we have the, our alternate Clark right now, right. the original Lois and Clark were brought back in at the same just time. Like also just like when Superman died. died. Yeah. When the New 52 Superman died, there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare over it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I don't remember people like, oh, he died again. We didn't care. We didn't like well, that Superman. Sorry. What we did get <laughs> out of that Superman dying is how you got the model and got her power. Yes, and then she became the superwoman that we know, and that's mm-hmm. where I thought she did. For a character, I thought she was really good. I mean, I still want to see. I know this title's been canceled, but she needs to appear back, or maybe they can start putting that more in action. Yeah, the comics. title's gone, but that doesn't mean the character's gone. Well, right. it says here the series actually has always centered on Lana Lang, like we said, who's obtained her powers from the dying New 52 Superman, um, and at the same time, Lois got her powers. That was the New 52 Lois. Lois, yeah. Now, um, in the first issue, Lois, who had been um, actively and publicly using those powers, while Lana had not, had actually died, setting a ticking clock for Lana that her powers would eventually kill her also. Now, embracing the 90s in the way that many of the Rebirth titles have done, Superwoman featured Lana Lang wearing a costume very reminiscent of the electric red Superman. Mm -hmm. Now... When I stopped in the 90s, when I had actually stopped reading comics because I couldn't do it any, I couldn't afford it anymore, yeah. mainly, it wasn't because I wasn't having a good time, was in the middle of the electric blue and electric red Superman And there's so stories. many different books, I think, coming out from Superman. Yeah. Wasn't there like four or five different titles going around at that time? Uh, well, Superman had five titles officially. Uh, Man of Tomorrow was actually a quarterly book, I think. It was uh, Man of Tomorrow was put in whenever there was a fifth Wednesday. Because you had um, action comics... Um, the Adventures Superman. of Superman, yeah. which was the a continuation of adventure comics back in the day. The Adventures of Superman, Superman Man of Steel, um, Superman Man of Tomorrow, which was the other, was that one. And I think there was just Superman. And what it was was they had the diamond numbering system where the story, there was one Superman story that went um, consecutively through all the books. Mm-hmm. And you'd had a little number in the corner that had a, um, a little diamond in the corner that had a number, and you knew that's what story you're on, what part of the story you're at. Oh, man, that's a lot of us. Instead of running me. multiple different stories. Um, now, during the Meet the Publishers panel in New York Comic Con earlier this month, Dan DiDio and Jim Lee expressed pride in the fact that they had allowed this, um, allowed series to find their footing in Rebirth. As opposed to quick cancellations that marked so so many of the New 52 era books. Um, they specifically cited New Superman, a title that actually sold less than Superwoman, according to the most recent sales numbers, as a success story. Uh, besides New Superman, uh, which may earn strong bookstore sales off the award-winning writer um, Jean Luen, Lun Yang, um, the only Rebirth title selling below Superwoman is Blue Beetle. Hmm. Which is interesting because um, you and me both, Cyborg has not been hitting all that. It great. has not. Uh, out of all these books, I think I've got, had more of Superwoman and Blue Beetle than I've bought Cyborg. So that's like, hmm, like a little interesting for me. Yeah. So, um, and actually they had the solicit for the last book. And it's the Midnight Hour finale. This is going to be um, January 10th, uh, a day in the life of Superwoman. But someone else is in the driver's seat. Will Superwoman manage to break her mind free of Midnight's digital grasp of and dispel her twisted protocol once and for all? So that's going to be the final issue of Superwoman, which will be interesting because that means I'll have a whole run. <laughs> yeah, you will. Which is the first time I've ever done that. Really? I don't think I have a whole run of anything. Okay. <laughs> well, um, and then we have one more news story, and this one comes out of the new Flash War um, story that's coming. 
Oh, um, <laughs> this one um, is The War of Barry Allen and Wally West. This will begin January, the Flash Annual number one, with writer um, Joshua Williams and Christian uh, Ducey uh, will be involved with Wally's pre-Flashpoint past, so we'll get to see a little bit into there. The story, okay. which will be set in 2018's Flash story, was uh, taunted at um, New York's Comic-Con, and finally uh, determining which Flash is the best launches in um, Ernest or launches um, in February will be a prelude to in the annual. A prelude. A prelude in, in the, the annual. annual. Yeah. Uh, a story uh, centers around the pre-Flashpoint Wally West who is conflicted over whether he will let Iris West be, uh, will let Iris know he is alive, but when um, Man- Magenta. I don't remember who was Magenta. Oh, we- she was actually one of Wally's flames back in the day. That's right, because we talked about her before. Wally's old love needs help to return to Keystone City and confront with uh, violent memories of the unknown world. Let's see the best Flash. It's Barry or Wally, Williams uh, said, teasing that the Flash War storyline will find out. It's me and Howard Porter starring in Flash issue number 46. Williamson told the audience in January, we have an annual coming up, and it's a prelude to the Flash War. But starring in uh, Flash 46, we get to go into the Flash War. Williams is also is no stranger to alternate universe um, in the Flash, besides trying to get the DC Universe Rebirth launching to the role of Doomsday Clock in The Button, he recently contributed the Dark Knight Metal events with Batman and the Red Death. Yeah, and, he actually wrote the Red Death. Yeah, and I mean, and you could tell from mm-hmm. if you've been reading the Flash, it read that like was a definitely him. Exactly. Um, the chapters in the upcoming Bats Out of Hell storyline, which will pit the evil Batman against the Dark Multiverse and the Justice League counterparts. Um... The Flash annual number one synopsis here too. Flash War Prelude, the biggest story of 2008, starts here. A special story starring Clash Wally West, whose conflicts over whether to let Iris know who he is is alive, and will need help for the Flash to figure out what to do. But when Magenta's Wally's old love needs help, Flash returns to Keystone City where he's confronted with, and this is the same thing. Uh, I read up there, same thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so this is the annual that's going to happen. It's going to set off this whole Flash war. And as we've talked about, I really still think Wally is the faster Flash. But they didn't say best He Flash. was traditionally. Yes. Um, now, the, I'm actually excited to see that it's Wally returning to Keystone City. Yes. Because if you're a Flash fan from the 90s or the early 2000s, 2000s before mm-hmm. Barry Allen came, came back, back yeah. the Flash was not based in Central City. He was Wally like, he, had moved to Keystone already. Exactly. He, had to, he got his own little... Change on the Flash to me for how I feel how um, mm-hmm. Dick Grayson when he became Nightwing he went to Bloodhaven. Well, anybody who's um, possibly a newer DC Comics fan, Keystone City is um, basically the Central City and Keystone City are the amalgam for um, it's the DC Universe's version of Minneapolis and St. Paul. They're oh, twin okay. cities, so that's um, when the original version of when um, the Flash of Two Worlds back in the '60s when. Um, they bring Jay Garrick back into the Flash comic books. It was because because the original Flash, Jay Garrick, was a protector of Keystone City. Okay. okay. They were okay. something had happened. I forget. I don't know the whole. I don't remember the whole story. But um, Keystone City had been knocked out of phase with uh, with the reality of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So everybody forgot that Keystone even existed. Hmm. So okay. um, Jay Garrick was still running around doing Keystone City, but that city was out of phase with our Earth. Hmm. So when um when it does get knocked back into phase, all of a sudden there's two flashes because you have Jay, Jay and you and have Barry. Barry. So um okay. yeah, Keystone is basically right across the river from uh Central City. Okay. 
Hmm. Just like all of the DC Comics um, cities are um, a DC Universe version of the uh, city that we already have. Yeah, kind of Where like... Gotham, Gotham is harder to pinpoint. Yeah, Gotham I mean, is so very much like seven uh, cities um, in there. Chicago, uh, an amalgam of Chicago, Detroit, York, and Detroit. the darker sides of New York. Um, also, London. Not as much. Um, they, where they've Metropolis. Yeah. Metropolis is straight up New York City. Yeah. We're a little bit Cleveland. Well, uh, yeah, the, the original skyline, yeah. yeah. But the current metropolis is New York City. Uh, I believe, um, well, we know Star City is Seattle because they just changed the name in the book. Yeah, I want to say also Gotham um, might even have a little bit of Japan in there. Kind maybe of. little bits here and there. But um, I know, I think um, Coast City is um, L.A. Okay. So all of the different ones have real-world real counterparts. Life. So that's they're Minneapolis, St. Paul. So that's not, it's not that big of a difference to have Keystone and Central City in the same book. Uh, but that brings us to the end of our news. Yeah, it does. Now we and now it's time to get into a little bit of reviews. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually have four books we're reviewing this week. Um, and that the first one we can actually skim through pretty quick. Oh yeah. Um, because actually it's not what it looks like as much. Now on Facebook Live you can see I'm holding it up. We, the first book we're doing for this week is Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, issue number 30. And we have the, in the end of this, um, this is a tease. Yes. We get the return of a classic Flash, or Green Lantern Ooh, villain. Man. Yeah. And he was, well, we'll say We'll get to that when we get to him. Now, uh, so he's flying um, in fr- sector uh, 2814, and um, he's uh, scouting, and he's trying to go back to... Home, which exactly is Earth. Well, we find him. out on this that Cyborg has contacted John Stewart, yeah. and um, and at some point they had established uh, jurisdictions between the Justice League and the Green Lantern Corps, and um, the Justice League would um, is supposed to take care of anything in the Earth solar system, where the Corps takes care of anything outside of the Earth solar system. Right. Well, something has happened on Earth that is um, more Green Lantern than uh, Justice League, but definitely. And you find out that, um, and then you have the four Earth Green Lanterns Which was a great arguing right over who's Who, going to take this mission because yeah. it's back on Earth. Right. And they're like, wait a minute, we, we, one of us gets to go home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we find out that John does, um, he chooses Hal Jordan to go. Like he normally does. But the reason he does is the threat that's popped up on Earth is Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Who's the last version to take down Sinestro? Exactly. Hal, as far as everybody knew, um, Hal had... Um, Sinestro had died yeah. when he blew up on Warworld. From what they thought. Well, yeah. Hal returns to Earth and to meet up with Superman. Since um, from what we read in the last, uh, well, not last, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, the Superman issue where he uh, had parallax inside of him and was fighting Sinestro. Um, and here, basically, they just have a heart, heart kind of. But he really wants to get down to the bottom of you had Sinestro and what did you do with them? He tells mm-hmm. them, well, Sinestro also Are had. You sure, it was Sinestro. Right. He also had parallax with him. And he says, I have put him in this yellow ring. And he's like, you put him in that? <laughs> you actually trapped him in a yellow ring? Wow, you're stronger than I thought. <laughs> yeah, and this is also Sinestro's ring. And this one, they're thinking we have to put this in a safe place because Sinestro, once he knows his ring is uh, in someone else's hands, which he already figured out, he's coming back for it. Exactly. So they um, they hide it away and they tuck it away in the well, pocket universe. Before he does that, though, he tells, um, so he scans the yellow ring and realizes that Wait a minute, Parallax isn't in here. Mm-hmm. And Superman is adamant that Parallax, I trapped him in that ring. And this is where he, Hal starts hearing voices from his head saying, Hal, help me. And he mm-hmm. can't figure out what's going on. His head starts hurting like he's getting a migraine. His, this, he goes like this reddish-yellow color, and he opens his eyes, and it's Superman saying, you uh, discovered my secret, Hal. 
and it's Superman like we've seen before. It's Parallax Superman. Exactly. Um, he says, Superman isn't home right now. It's Parallax. And they start going at it, of course. A major battle ensues. Yes. Um, with the two of them going at it. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And um, he says, leave my friend alone. I won't let you do to Clark. I know what, you'll, uh, what you've will what you done to other people. You uh, become a burden on them, and you take over their brain, and you twist them around. And But he says, you're not going to do that to Superman. He's one of us. He's our best strength and our heart and our hope. Well, I guess mm-hmm. that goes back to what he's saying. He's actually both. Exactly. Um, and then you have Parallax coming back. They're fighting. Eventually, um, Parallax almost beats Hal. Um and actually does beat Hal, knocks him, and he goes flying across. And then um, he must have knocked out for a second because when he wakes up, he sees Superman in front of him again. Superman looks like he's been through a big fight, too. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, wait, what's going on here? And um, and here, apparently, Hal Jordan had some kind of an episode and um, blacked out or something and started attacking Superman. Exactly. And that's because he saw him as Parallax. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, um, I guess I deserve to get hit if I was doing all that, being a rude dude to you, but I really thought you were him. And then Superman says, I gave you a mild concussion um, with my x-ray vision. I saw what I did, but I had to stop you. He says, okay. Then next thing you know, he's getting voices again. He says, why don't you come help me? And then Green Lantern says, I see where I have to go. I understand what's going on now. Mm-hmm. It's actually Hector Heyman uh, from, well, if anybody knows. of Hector Heyman. Yeah. He Which put- is a classic Green Lantern villain. He also was in the movie, if anybody Yeah, he was one of the extra villains that was shoehorned into the movie. These little aliens right here. Yeah, little creepy dudes. They have no idea what's going on for this. If they had the red thing in their head, I'd be like, are these these, uh, Dominators? I don't know. But anybody who doesn't know, Hector Hammond is one of the strongest telepaths in In the the entire DC DC universe. universe. Yeah, And the dudes had a big cranium. Yeah. Huge. A giant head on a little body. You know who that reminded me of? I, feel mm-hmm. like, I was thinking about uh, Marvel. Yeah. They both kind of have like the same. Who is it? Uh, Modoc or something mm-hmm. that looks similar so, to him? And they both are very intelligent. They can control your brain. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, which which are we going to next? I say let's go for Detective Comics. Let's I say Metal is last. Way. Yeah. We're going to go with Detective? Oh, Detective had some awesome things in it. Yeah, it did. It has some callbacks to... And some little teases, hopefully. Hopefully. We're hoping it's teasing. I really do. We need this guy back. Um, and we're in Gotham City. This is uh, many, many tomorrows from now, because if you remember right... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, remember last issue... We got Tim Drake. Uh, we, we had Tim Drake. Tim Drake, Red Robin. Yeah. And he's uh, still on... Or wherever. Wherever the Oz had imprisoned. And he lets Batman loose. You find out Batman is actually Tim Drake from the future. Mm-hmm. And they've also released uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Because he was all, they were all trapped with Mr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, um, uh, what is his name? Anarchy. Anarchy. Um, in the future. And they're going at it. And he says um, he'd been searching for him for a while now. And it's been over years. And he actually come to admire uh, Lonnie. Now, who was, was Lonnie? Lonnie is Anarchy. Okay. Um, he says... Um, uh, he's flattered to know that you've uh, had this much encouragement in me, but um, I don't speak uh, fascist, and if you're going to do it, just do it. So as Tim is now killing people, he has a yes. gun. He's got the gun of uh, that Joe Chill used on yeah. Batman's parents. Well, he's logically come up in his brain that the only way to truly stop these villains from the, um, destroying Gotham is by destroying the villains. Yeah. So um, he... Hey, wait, i got to stop this, because oh, okay. this has been a long time. John on Facebook Live, our um, buddy Big John, awesome to see you back, brother. Hey. Um, well, he shoots Anarchy. That's why I tell him just do it. Before he does, they even headbutts him. 
then mm-hmm. shoots him. Then we see um, Renee Montoya. That's cool like, to see Commissioner Montoya. Yeah, she's now the commissioner. She says, enough of this. Um, she's tired of him just taking out these Gotham uh, villains. Well, they actually made them. a law against Batman in Gotham. It's um, By the 2035 charter um, agreement, this is designated a bat, uh, free Gotham. Bats aren't allowed in here. Now, that mm-hmm. multiple and, bats? Yeah, and Batman says, for now. And now we see him back at um, the Batcave. So this cave. is after 2035. Yeah. So this is actually, technically would be beyond Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. Wait, so uh, this is definitely yeah. an alternate future. Definitely alternate. They don't even have the, they're not even having flying cars yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might. We don't get to see much of it. Because, um, I don't know, a couple of those Batmobiles sitting there look like they could um, probably be flying. Now, this is where we get to see somebody on the radio says, Tim, it's Superman. Vic's team um, is prepared to um, go into a lost tower of uh, France. Um, Francisco, another uh, touchdown that won't be... Well, anyways, when I heard him say, this is Superman, I'm wondering, is this Connor or is this Jonathan? Well, you look at the... Yeah, you look and it's... Um, and later on, we kind of get designation of who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says he'll be there, and then he starts playing um, playbacks of Lonnie. And... Well, the interesting thing is, um, look at the name of the computer. He calls it Brother. Yeah. Now, what was the one of the big storylines before Rebirth? Before Rebirth? There was a big Batman storyline, but it was actually a Batman Beyond storyline to start with. Oh, yeah. Remember um, um, the Forever, what was it? Um, No, no. um, It was the storyline with Brother Eye. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if this is not the Brother Eye program that he's using for his AI now. Probably is with the Brother Eye. And plus it's Tim. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have this uh, holographic conversation he sees happening between Lonnie, which was Anarchy, and Stephanie Brown. Okay. Yes. uh, And at this point, that means Stephanie and Lonnie are still working together. We we saw that recently in mm -hmm. Detective. Um, The thing is, she's saying how Tim is broken. Mm -hmm. This isn't the Tim Drake we know. He's killing people with a gun. That's not Tim no more. Yeah. And then he Tim seems like he goes in this like little shock. And now we're in we the, get to the modern day prison of mm-hmm. Mr. Oz, and this is where Doomsday is still trying to take them out. But they're holding their own pretty good, and he's shooting um, bullets at them that are green, and it turns out it's a synthetic kryptonite. Exactly, it won't last long Somehow like red found, kryptonite, but it will temporarily harm them. Yeah, he found out that it would break the skin of um, Doomsday, and um, Young Tim's like, "Wait a minute, how do you know this?" Yeah, um, and he tells them, "Where is this?" Uh, he said, I know you don't really realize what's going on right now, but I do. I'm your future you, and you just need to trust me. And he says, um, well, the reason he figured this out, he said, was um, he realized a long time ago that he's not he's not Dick. He's not um, Bruce. He's not the fighter they were. There's, there's no way he could ever fight as well as they do. Mm-hmm. But, but he's he smarter than all of them. Yes. So he has come up with, um, now has Batman right now, Bruce Wayne, comes up with contingencies for contingencies. Mm-hmm. Well... Tim has six more contingency plans past that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as I say, go, and he says, just wait a second. Let me try to figure out what's going on. This is the younger Tim talking to the older Batman, Tim Drake. He says, I know you have uh, I know you say you never wanted to be Batman, but what I had to do was what I had to do. But either way, no matter if we're, duck, we're arguing, just duck. And he starts shooting Doomsday again, trying to save their lives. And as he, this is all going on, he says he would never become a killer, and he was horrified. And then they go back to a little bit of stories of what happened to the other Yeah, Robins. you find out, why is Tim Batman? Why was he the only one that could be Batman? Dick tried for a while, but just as Dick would do, he is as from always. the circus. He yeah, does he one thing, move on. and he moves right on. Um, and then you get to see what happened to Jason Todd. Jason Todd already had a terrible life. He did die, and then mm-hmm. came back from the death. And then um, he says he, he tried finding him in the darkest corners of the world, and he found him. He lost the eye. He lost one of his legs, and the worst thing that could ever happen, he lost... His, his will to live. Yeah. 
Um, so Tim. But while Tim was searching for, um, while Tim was searching for Jason, Damien stepped up to be Batman. Yeah. And you find out when he comes back that Damien had almost burnt the city to the ground as Batman. Yeah, and this looks like the same uh, Damien we saw in a different um, reality. I forget what book it was, but this was the future um, Damien. He did actually burn Gotham to the ground. Okay. Um, And he also sold his soul just so he could be Batman. Yeah. So you find out that Tim was the only one, the only option left at that point. And he didn't want to do this. And this is what happens when you're pushing the things you don't want to do. Exactly. He became a completely different Batman, didn't become himself, or didn't stay himself, became someone different. Well, we find out also that um, young Tim, Red Robin asks Batman here, um, well, what about Kate? What about Batwoman? I set up this um, team so that if something would happen, someone could could always stand up. Um, And then Batman tells him, her, especially not her. She isn't the person you think she is. Um, You're going to learn that soon enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Which comes back later. So as they're fighting back and forth, and Tim's uh, saying that there's no way that um, this is going to, that I could ever do any of this, um, Batman tells him straight up that um, you aren't, this is going to happen because I remember this conversation. Exactly. I remember talking to me. Yeah. Um, There are certain things that are fixed in the timeline, certain time uh, points that can't be changed, which is a Doctor Who concept too. Fixed points in the timeline. At that point, um, Doomsday breaks in, breaks in again, and um, Batman tells Tim straight up that um, we need to get him back into his cell. And um, so Tim uh, grabs something off his belt or um, a bunch of flash bombs and throws them, um, which blinds Doomsday for a second. All of a sudden, you look up, Superman's in front of Doomsday and flies out of the flies out of the room, and Doomsday chases him. Um, and then the interesting thing is Batman looks at Red Robin and says, "Wait a minute." I wasn't expecting that exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is not what he did, hmm. which is interesting because he was saying he remembers all of the stuff that's been happening. Yeah. Well, hmm. um, you find that um, Superman flies into the cell, Doomsday chases him, and they lock the cell, and here's a hologram of Superman. That's what I'm going to say, a hologram of him. So, um, but um, older Tim, Batman, figured out that um, using the future technology, he can actually return them to Gotham and then return himself to his timeline, mm-hmm. which he does. But then he looks at it and says, um, well, wait a minute. Um, and before he does, or he's before he leaves, he says, well, before I go, remember something. And this is the big tell that actually explains the beginning of the book, too, where we said, who is Superman at that point? Yes. Um, he says, before I go, um, there's something I wish I had been told when I was in your shoes. Tell Connor I'm sorry. Connor. Connor Kent. We got finally a name drop. Well, at that point, um, Red Robin says, Connor. Who the hell is Connor? He's like, wait a minute, brother. And this is when he calls back to Brother I. He's like, associate this world with all intelligent networks. Give me everything you can about this current timeline. He looks and he's like, everything is Stuff so has much changed. the same, but so many things have also changed. Mm-hmm. And this is because of what happened with the New 52 and Rebirth, Flashpoint, all that nonsense. <laughs> and so he finds, he um, does a quick test to make sure that he's still this Tim that he's looking at. Exactly. And grabs a um, battering and slices down Tim's arm. Yep, and then he, then he lo- rips his glove off and sees he now has a new scar. And he says, that means I can be free. I Oh, thank God, I can be free. Now, he basically electrocutes uh, Tim Drake, the younger Tim Drake, knocks him out, and now he says... So that he can um, save his future, or save the future that's coming, or prevent the future he knows from happening. And the way he can do that is by killing Batwoman. Exactly. That's the end of the book, is I need to kill Batwoman. Now, when I read that, I was still thinking in my head, I get what you're trying to do and everything, but if obviously Connor's not alive in this world, 
and you don't remember well, it, some things. It doesn't mean he can't come back. No, because not, he, not even that. This looks like they're treating this as another character that's disappeared. Right. Because of what's going on. But with, I was saying, uh, Dr. Manhattan. I think Tim isn't thinking all the way. He's not using intelligence here. You don't have to kill her if it's something's already different. Maybe it's different now too. Yeah, maybe she's changed. Yeah, um, but yes, I them giving Connor, as we said in the article a couple weeks ago, they would be giving a little confirmation on where Connor is. And this is just the first book we've seen him even be talked about. So yeah, let's see what happens as uh, the book goes on, Detective. But next so, one is the Oz Effect Part Three of Action Comics. Action Comics issue nine eighty nine. Eleven issues to go. We're getting close. It is our countdown. It is. So, and um, we are back with, remember, Mr. Oz, we have found out, is Jor-El. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book doesn't have a whole lot of Superman in it, but it has a lot of the other characters around Superman. Yeah. You have these two people in the elevator um, talking back and forth. The guy's saying he ha- this is something he has to do, and um, she, the girl is with him has to leave. So he's like, okay, um, you too, Miss, Miss Janet. Um, she's now go home. Um, you know what to do next. And they've walked into the offices of the Daily Planet, up on the top of the Daily Planet building. Um, now you got Jimmy, uh, Perry, and Lois sitting in the office or standing around the office. John's sitting there with them. They're watching as um, remember the entire world is kind of going nuts right now. You got um, one place a nuclear power plant has been sabotaged. Yeah, a child was beaten to death for his lunch money. Um, and then an afternoon of terror in the in the hospital's as and it blinks off from there. They're trying to figure out what is going on here. Yeah, I mean, all the chaos that happened where we've seen previous book of uh, action comic books, Oz, which is Superman's father's telling this world is terrible, this world's evil, people treat each other like crap. Yeah. Um, you don't deserve this planet, this planet doesn't deserve you. Yeah, it's not that he doesn't deserve this planet, this planet does not deserve you. Yeah. Um, and as all this is going on, we see somebody comes into the Daily Planet with a bomb attached to their chest. Exactly. It's like a suicide vest. Yes. And he says... He says, um, that's all right. Um, we're all going to see God together. <laughs> yeah. I, I was reading this when I was with Cameron over the week, and I was like, you know when anybody says that, it's not good. He's like, oh, no. We don't know none of that here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Cam said. Um, but now we're back into um, Fortress of Solitude, and we still see Jorel trying to convince Clark to go somewhere else. He says, I am your father's son, and I know these earthlings have shortcomings all too well. They will abandon you at some point, so you might as well abandon them now before everything goes to um, hell in a handbasket. And then he says, I refuse to believe that. I refuse to give up on humans. I am their hope. That's my job. I give them help when they need it, and I try to provide as much hope as I can to this world of little time I have here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when he says, all you're going to do is just see violence and genocide. And then... Um, Kalex, you hear him saying, associating all the news outlets and networks now where they can see what's happening. Well, yeah, these um, Jarrell's trying to prove that humanity, and he says right here, humanity is beyond saving. Mm-hmm. And he says to, to prove this point, he tells Kalex to show him. And he accesses all the news networks, and you see, while he's been stuck in the um, fortress talking to um, Jarrell, the whole planet is going bananas. And if I'm right, did, or did we uh, say that the lady that was talking to the guy that uh, has the suicide vest on now, she let, helped let him in, and she has also the Oz tattoo on her neck? Yeah, they were both followers of Oz. Yes. We find that out later in the book, too. Mm-hmm. But we find out, and um, Superman says, I gotta go. <laughs> and Jorah says, well, why bother? These pe- these vicious, This is a vicious, never-ending cycle. It's, um, it's who they are. And Superman says, no, I am needed. I need to help them. Um... And then the last thing, as Superman's leaving, he sees um, the two major things here is um, he Kalex, um just received 
reports of chemical weapons being used in um, Logamba's Civil War. And then um, as he's leaving, he says, um, events in Logamba are proceeding even faster than your agents predicted, sir. And so it's all... It's They're causing all that, this. Yeah, Mr. Oz is causing this. Now, is this showing you, like, yes, the world's evil, but by you just helping them get even worse, you're not really help. I don't know. It just kind of doesn't make sense Yeah, he's, me. like, lighting the fuses that yeah, are already so there. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, they were minor fires, but now you've got them so far advanced. Now you're making what you're afraid of more of reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you get that. we get back to the Daily Planet, and you find out this guy is um, – Going to destroy the Daily Planet for all the false news. Now, this is kind of interesting that it's they're talking about the fake news mm-hmm. that they keep reporting. Uh, they, um, they keep putting out these lies and printing these lies, and Lana, Lois is trying to talk him down and telling him, fine, let, let me sit down. I'm Lois Lane. My reputation precedes me on this. Let me sit down. You talk to me. I will write down every word you say, and we'll put it on the Daily Planet website. Exactly. One of the most respected news organizations in the world We'll put them on their website right now so everybody can see exactly what it is you're trying to say. And before all that happens, you see um, Steve getting... Yeah, Steve Lombardi tries to stop the guy. And he winds up getting shot. Uh-huh. And after this Luckily, happens, though, you see that he's shot in the right shoulder. So. Yeah, I was saying that he didn't get shot just right in the heart or anything, or any vital areas. Um, she just says, I need a keyboard, and once she gets a keyboard, she can contact a fortress. Because exactly. She, uh, to her. She's um, trying to get to a keyboard so she can contact Kalex, because Clark has told her, no matter what's going on, no matter um, what he's doing, get a message to Kalex, he can get a message to me every time. So we go on, and um, we find Lois actually trying to, um, still trying to talk this guy into, um, okay, Lois is trying to talk him into letting everybody go. And eventually, um, he's, um, the guy finally, he's like, okay, let everybody go so I can, so we can write this. Um, and John says, wait a minute, mom. And she's like, it'll be okay, John. Just let this man and me have a little solitude. So he's, the guy repeats back, okay, well, let people see the, their crap lives, um, really bust loose. Uh, get honest, raise and burn cities. I like that. (laughs) Then we get to, um to the war that Kalex was talking about. I can't remember. I, it's hard to, that's a weird country to yeah. say. Lum- uh, Lombarga? Yeah, it was something like that. Wait a minute. It was Logamba. 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 And um, you find that the um, general's ready to launch the missiles at his own people there. And Superman gets in there and destroys the launchers, but the guy's already launched the missiles. Um, and then, the, so he goes and goes after the missiles at the, then we flip back to the daily planet. We find, um, um, Lombard, um, Perry, John, all of them have walked out of the bottom of the building. So it's just Lois and this guy with the suicide vest on the yeah. top. And, um, she's waiting for him to look the other way so she can actually send the message. And he's sitting there still, um, telling her what to write. Um, and he's, now, Lois tells him that people are always predicting the end of the world, but it never, she, he screams liar, because he's talking about how um, the world's about to end. Mr. Oz has told them this. Uh, um, the end is coming. Oz will survive. Um, and maybe he'll take people who really understand things with him. She says, well, people are always trying to predict the world. It never actually happens. But he stops her and says, liar, this time it will. I know I don't stand a chance, but I'll make it, or I'll make it so that Janet does live. And that's the lady that was in the elevator with him earlier. They hear gunshots, and then they see, it looks like Superman swoop in. Then they get a shadow that takes this guy, and um, as the glass smashes, he hits the button on the vest, 
and the guy goes flying out the other window and explodes. And then you see from the back just someone with a cape, you turn around, it's not Superman, it's Jor-El. She's like, no, this can't be, you were dead. Uh-huh. And the um, world's still trying to destroy itself, and she says, yeah, I'm your father-in-law, Jor-El. Now, um, uh, let's see, it says, oh, John, um, in the commotion of the explosion and all that stuff, Perry turns around to find John, and John's missing. He so he goes go, back to the back alley. Yep, and do what his father becomes does. Superboy and, and flies up to the roof. And take the glasses off, and now you're you got the yep. S on your chest. Well, Superman's dismantling all these bombs. He's um saying how it's crazy how people want to do this, and it's weird that they're doing this around the same time. But he's also beginning now wonder if that guy that says he's followed Jarrell, if he really is, was right mm-hmm. or is right. Uh, and this is when Superman flies the bomb in outer space. It blows up by him. And he looks like he's going to be recovering for a hot second. Yeah, well, at the same time, the um, the Rebels, which one of the, they're showing a couple of them have the Oz tattoo on their neck, mm-hmm. are saying, oh, wait a minute, that was a chemical ro- rocket that was supposed to be la- landing on us. If the royal family is actually going to do that, that proves that the, they have to die. And so they actually grab a couple of rockets and start shooting it at the royal family. It's an escalating conflict that's not going anywhere. No, then we get back not. to Lois and Jorel. That's war for you, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they're back and forth, and she, he's trying—he's trying to convince her that he is Jor-el, um, and he, the, talking about how he's watched them um, for many years. And she's saying, "You've watched it, but you haven't revealed yourself until now. Why?" He said, "The timing had to be. Wait, he's here, and then takes off out the window." So, um, and so Jimmy and um, Perry show up at the same time, um, and then Jimmy asks Australia, "Please tell us that John's here." Lois is like, wait a minute, are you telling me that you don't know where John is? And you see on the roof, Jorel shows up to Jonathan. And Jonathan recognizes the voice. Mm-hmm. Because he heard it before. This is the same voice. Remember um, a couple, uh, oh, man, few issues ago. Yeah. A lot, uh, about actually, two months ago. Uh, five issues ago to be the exact, so action, ten weeks ago. Yeah, in action 84, 984. Remember when John was in the fortress and he was actually, they were fighting against the Superman Revenge Squad mm-hmm. and someone was coaching him on how to use the Kryptonian armor and that type of thing. Well, it's the same voice that was coaching him there. You find out that he's Jor- that it was Jor-El the whole time. He says, I'm your grandfather. And he starts showing him from a Kryptonian crystal, um, Jonathan's, John's past and what um, is actually his future also. And you see um, what looks like because John's suit, um, and actually this is um, a classic Superboy look at one point too, I believe. Back in the 70s, didn't what, Superboy have the red on the shoulders also? Yeah. But it's supposed to be Jonathan in the future as um, Superboy, um, or possibly Superman at that point. And they find out that, um, then we kick back to um, the Jan, and she goes into uh, this uh, storage area, it looks like. Um, and Jarrell's taking Jonathan to the fortress, but she looks at this giant, looks like energy orb of some sort, and says, Metropolis will die so Oz Chosen might live. So he's basically uh, trying to make his own perfect world? Possibly. Well, that's what he's talked these guys into. But um Jarrell's trying to talk Jonathan into leaving with him because they found the perfect place. He's like, do you really like living here? And Jonathan, of course, thinks he's talking about Metropolis. Mm-hmm. He says how Hamilton County was better than Metropolis. Um, and then Jonathan or Jarrell tells him, straight up, no, no, I'm referring to Earth. As long as you live here, you're going to always have to hide your true nature by wearing glasses and that silly ball cap. Mm-hmm. He says, I have found a place that we can move to that you'll never have to hide your powers again because everybody here has powers. powers. 
This is the um, where is it? Uh, this is Bliss, is what it said. He said. Now, is that the name of the planet that they're supposed to be going to? Is this yes, something well, that's existed before in DC Comics? I'm wondering because to me it looked like it looks very familiar. It kind of like the Legion yeah. team, and I'm like, wait a minute, is this the Legion team? But it's not. But no, th- I don't know. Well, with this, the next issue is the fight for Superboy's soul. Yes, so uh, that doesn't sound good at all. Exactly. And like from there, we move on to this week's um, uh, metal tie-in. Yep. Dark Knight's Metal number three. You guys are getting a good shot of that on Facebook Live. This is the third issue for Dark Knight Metal. Exactly. And man, is it. We learn a lot of stuff on this issue. Oof. Well, it starts out in... And this one is very much a G.I. Joe episode issue. Oh, of the Justice League. Uh, well, it starts in Smallville, Kansas, uh, the childhood home of Rock. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, Jonathan and uh, Damien, which I thought, Damien doing stuff like yeah. this? Like, that's a little well, did weird. You see, originally, did you see what they're playing? Na, 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 Batman! They're playing a heavy metal a version, version of, of Batman. Batman. The original Batman theme. And their audience in their, um, on the farm is Diana, Lois, Clark, and Bruce. Mm-hmm. And they're just letting the boys be boys right now. And then Bruce uh, says, listen, um, I want to just sincerely thank you and say, and say thank you for... The war we uh, just fought and uh, brought the worst fierce life, but all it went, you could see, was just trying to say is, well, you know. And he's just trying to give them a heart-to-heart. Yeah, he's trying to give a heart-to-heart, which Batman is not good at. No, but they cut him off, Diane does, basically say, Bruce, we get it, let's just rock out. Lois is already jamming. But there's a bat that comes on Batman's, or Bruce's shirt, and he's bleeding through. And And it says, carpe diem, question mark. Then you see this uh, big old finger just go right through him, rip out. Of his body, it's like Batman becomes the and, Barbados. And like, yeah, Barbados basically explodes out of his body, um, and he grabs Clark. And, and at the same time, the seven um, dark multiverse Batman come riding along in fire and on um, horses. And Bar- ba- Barbados tells them straight up, now this is the theme that will go through the whole thing. He says, um, again, because I let you, or, um, yeah, it, well, Clark tells Barbados right away, you, we beat you, we beat you. And he says, again, because I let you. So you could see this moment. Um, is all that happens, Clark Kent, the only truth The only truth is, in the end, all roads lead back to darkness. And then Superman wakes up, and he's tied with the lasso to Diana. And she says, I've been, he says, I've been fighting, I've been fighting for months and years and days of my lives over and over again so they're like a repeating and reoccurring dream mm-hmm. she's i know you well he fun- they also show before you get to the I, I know part oh wait no that's where you're at okay um she, then she says i know um just been being fine of our bales he said i've tried everything i fought villains i fought gods but every time i lost and she says well wake up because your reality is worse and this is metropolis and it's like mm-hmm. a lot of dead bodies just ha- stranded together on the building and as they're flying, it's like a horde of doomsdays are all the population of Metropolis. Exactly. And they find Jimmy is in there. He looks like one, like a doomsday almost. He says he has to save him, but she's like, no, that's a bad idea. He's like, well, how safe is Lois and uh, John? She says, Lo- John is safe, but the rest got infected. Yeah, Lois was infected. Um, and he says, uh, where are those Barbados? And he, she says, in Gotham, but you can't. And then before he goes. Yeah, you don't understand. It's like she's trying to get him to go do something else. <laughs> And as he's there, he's flying at Gotham City. He's like, my God, what happened here? And then the Barbados tells him, see, Clark, it just says in Smallville, in the end, all roads lead back to the dark. 
And it's when Superman tells him to shut up, and he sees Batman, and he hears his vitals, because this is Bruce uh, Wayne. He knows Bruce this Wayne. is Bruce Wayne. Once he gets close enough, this is the Doomsday version of Bruce Wayne that exactly. we see from the Dark Knight Metal. And it's cool the way they're doing Doomsday on this one, is that they're actually doing it still in the green suit, remember, from when Doomsday was originally created. And, yeah. Um, and he lands back in Gotham. Now, this is taking place, um, I want to say, in Teen Titans. Well, this is no, yeah. Nightwing. Well, this that was, was introduced in Teen Titan, in Titans, and um, the Gotham Resistance storyline. Right. So this actually is after the Gotham Resistance storyline. Um, and this is where. Uh, well, no, I but think this is during Gotham. No, 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 because later on you get Nightwing, who's in the um, that's right. already been saved by You're fate. Right. Um, and then he says, "This is what uh, what um, the Iceman Cap, <laughs> not Captain Cold, sorry, Mister Freeze went in, who became the Giant, and he says, um." Listen to me. You you sound like Bruce Wayne. I hear your heartbeat like Bruce Wayne, so it must be good in you. But they're in the um, snowy part of where Mister Freeze made uh, this part of Gotham with the card that the Batman who laughs gave him, mm-hmm. and he's being surrounded by all these different versions of Bruce Wayne. He says, "If all of you are um, Bruce Wayne, there must be good in you somewhere." He starts to chuckle and says, "Clark, that's exactly what you said on me on my world right before I killed you and your family." Devastator. And then this is, I think that's... That's going to be the, yeah, the name Superman, of the, Superman. the Doomsday Batman is going to be the Devastator. And um, he attacks Batman, they just start going at it, and he tells him all your deepest, darkest fears from Bruce Wayne, your Bruce Wayne, has come um, to life. And also the fear and your hope of something um, in your world with us, at new control of Bruce Wayne's greatest fears, come to life. And um, he says, one day this will get out of control and you will, and uh, your Batman. What if you ever mess with the Doomsday virus? And he stops, and then destroys the planet. So I'm thinking, whatever happened, he tried to fix something, put the DNA of the Doomsday in Bruce himself, and then he winds up destroying his planet. That's what it looks like, yeah. Well, um, we see they're fighting. He's fighting against this Doomsday monster, um, back and forth. Um, they're trying to fight, and it's um, and the Doomsday tells him straight up, "Go ahead, Kent. Um, you can, you can feel it, right?" You're not made from the same, or we're not made from the same stuff as you. Your rules don't apply. Every punch you throw, it makes you weaker. You can't hurt me. You can't hurt any of us. But us, we can hurt you. Mm-hmm. And then this is where you see Flash come in through the Doctor Fate symbol, and he picks up Clark. Grabs Clark and takes off. Mm-hmm. Take him back right outside, right out the symbol. And again. now you find out where they've all been taken in every mm-hmm. episode. The one shot you get of um, the. The evil now th- dark yeah, this knights. brings together the first three, because mm-hmm. um, the first three Batman um, Dark Knights books of um, Red Death, Murder Machine, and Dawnbreaker are all right or before this. Mm-hmm. And the little tie-ins we had with uh, Arrow, Titans, and Nightwing, and um, Superman, and Suicide Squad. They're at they're in some kind of a bar with all the members of the Justice League that have been saved mm-hmm. um, by Doctor Fate so far. And um, he Superman talks to Kendra, and she says. Um, he asks where they are at, and he says, one of the only safe places left in the universe. It's an outpost hidden in a pocket dimension of magic. It's called the Oblivion Bar. And the cool thing is, um, the guy running the bar, I'm not sure of him, but the guy that he's serving, um, or the guy running the bar is a guy by the name of Nightmaster, which, from his looks, he looks like he may have been a Justice Society member at some point. Probably was. And then you but see... the guy who he's serving says, I'm his Uncle Bobo. Mm-hmm. And um, the editor says here, Bobo, not his uncle. Well, we know him that this is Detective Chimp. Chimp. Yep. Um, and then <laughs> I thought that was great to see him come. You back. know what? While you're going there, I'm going to look up the um, Nightmaster here. Okay. Because he looks like a just uh, um, a suit, classic. Or a classic 
Justice Society member. Well, um, this is where Aquaman tells Superman, Dr. Fate, Steel, and Mr. Rift use their uh, connections of the ninth male to create a portal to get us all here and stop those abominations yeah. from coming in. Well, this in. is something I think was new because I didn't think um, Steel. we knew this before, that um, Dr. Fate's helmet, Steel's hammer, and uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, Mr. Mr. Plastic, uh, Plastic Man's Man egg hit. all are either made of or have connections to the nth metal. Yeah. And this is where uh, Nightwing fills Clark in on Arrow sees that they got... Yeah, um, what happened to the other cities. And then they say there's no way of us stopping it. This is where you see Kendra saying, uh, maybe if you want to protect it, Batman, and you would give it to us, maybe the Barbados wouldn't be here now, and then we don't have any way of stopping them. That's when Green Arrow and Robin comes up and says, well, we do. This has stopped them. We've seen it work in Gotham, um, so it can work again. And uh, which one of them says this? Oh, um, Damien tells... Uh, I just want to say hot girl. Uh, what is her name in here again? Where is that? I'm just going to call her um, hot girl for right now. This is where he tells hot girl. Kendra. Oh, thank you, Kendra. Uh, maybe you should have destroyed all that knife metal that we The we nth had, metal. Or nth metal we had that could help them right yeah. now. But they find out, this is where they tell them straight up that nth metal can hurt these guys. And then this is uh, when uh, Dr. Fate starts to talk and says, that's okay, we are making more with Steel's hammer, my helmet, and Plastic Man's egg, they all have the uh, inf metal in it, and this will help bring peace Well, back this to is Earth. a lot about vibrations in this, and what it is is the, they resonate at the same frequency as the nth metal also, so they can actually find any reserves of nth metal that are left. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be their next plan, but they're going to have to follow into the darkness, and they're going to split up to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to split up, and they find out there is a fourth place. That, well, they find there's um, three places initially that is resonating with locations, um, um, Mr. Terrific has triangulated the positions from the vibrations that are coming from the um, three guys. Mr. Smarty Pants is Mr. Terrific. And um, he's found out that one of the locations is in deep space, one is beneath Atlantis, and one is at the center of the multiverse, which um, Wonder Woman brings up is the Rock of Eternity, which originally isn't that where, no. I'll say, didn't that figure into Shazam was the original Rock of Eternity? Wasn't that where the wizard was at at one point? Oh, Wiz, I thought you meant like uh, Shazam himself or Black Eyed. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but we find out that... Um, one of the, I was going to say, well, also one of the Robins get in, the evil Robins. Well, yeah, we'll get to there. Oh. Which, You're uh, jumping ahead still. Oh, the oh, trendy. Wait, you've been doing that. I know. <laughs> well, I was trying to think, was there been anything big that we needed right here? Well, um, as we go through... Oh, the find, SOS. They have to block up... They have to block out the... What SOS? Um, well, the reason why Batman... or. Uh, Clark thinks that he can get to Batman this dark multiverse and save him because he's calling out for an SOS signal. Yeah. And the trendy of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all have a code that they help those three out with whenever something's in trouble or someone's well, in trouble. They know right now they have three ways of finding the nth metal. They did find in the dark multiverse there is a deposit of nth metal too, but they've only got three people that are connected to nth metal mm-hmm. that can find it. Right. So um, they're like, well, wait a minute. We don't need to go to the dark multiverse because we don't have anybody to go there anyway. Um, but then Superman brings up the no. Bruce sent out an SOS. Right, and that's he, yeah. Clark, and Diana came up with a code system so that if one of them was in trouble, they could send out an SOS. And um, what it is is, um, if Clark was in trouble, he would um, use the initials BC um, or B BD, which was Bruce Diana. Right. Diana would use um, CB, which was. Um, well, I was say we'll get they'll get more into that as they go by. And we yeah. get the exact. I thought we already did. Oh no, we didn't get that far yet. Okay. Um, but this is when a evil Robin comes in, and he actually found where they are at. But Deathstroke stops them and 
um, gets him on the wall, just puts a knife right in between his mouth, and then he says, uh, the job pays, right? Um, but it turns out the armor and his uh, sword are made of uh, promethium, promethium. Which also have a connection to nth metal. Right. So Deathstroke is also a little bit a part of this. So now we have a fourth person with a connection to the nth metal. And this is where they really want to set out now. Um, they're all Justice Leaguers and the rest of the heroes are like, let's do this, let's get it done now. Mm-hmm. The two that stay back are um, Detective Chimp and, uh, what's his name again here? The Do you find out what? Uh, it was Nightmaster. Or Nightmaster. And actually, he's a character that was introduced in 1969, so he's been around off and on. Um, and a bunch of different um, things. He was in Infinite Crisis. He was in, he was part of um, the series with Spectre, uh, books of magic. He's been he's part of the uh, magic side of DC Universe. Okay, well he stays. He says, "Let me uh, stay here and fight the good fight." Whereas the nightmares. Uh, well, let me read this right. Yeah, here. let me slow down the nightmares while you guys give you guys a head start on yeah. getting to this. Which this is what reminded me of the old '80s GI Joe miniseries. This was you split up the team because everybody has to find a part of whatever this is, mm-hmm. to, so they can come back together to fight. They try to. Yeah. Well, so we get the team splits up, and you get um, the Sands of Bialya, where um, Doctor Fate, Kendra, and Wonder Woman are heading for the entrance to the Rock of Eternity. You get Space Sector twenty six eighty two, the Polaris system with um, Plastic Man's egg, um, Green Lantern, and uh, Mister Terrific. You get the Mariana Trench with Aquaman and Deathstroke, and then you get the Fortress of Solitude um, with Seal, Flash, and um, Superman. Getting ready to go to the dark side, dark multiverse. Now, Superman has figured he can go to the dark multiverse because he found the vibrations from the dark multiverse are very close, not the same, but very similar to the Phantom Zone vibrations. Exactly. So it's like we plan on trying to get a certain speed with the speed force of Barry. Mm-hmm. So he takes um, the giant antenna that um, that the or there is the antenna the antenna the anti monitor used is in the fortress, and Batman's been. Um, been studying it. So he's thinking we use that antenna and the Phantom Zone projector mm-hmm, along and then with steel. steel's hammer to help align the frequencies so that the Flash can um, send Superman into the dark multiverse. And it works. It, well, yes, it does work. But once uh, they go through it, Superman's like, yes, it's working. We're finally going to get to Batman. And then this is where you see they're back in the bar. Um, you They've killed... Uh, in the Dark Multiverse. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, no. That was the bar um, that they were in the pocket universe. Okay. Right. right. Well, they did Yeah, because there's Nightmaster dead. Yeah. Um, now they're talking, having some drinks, trying to play some music in the fire, and then you hear uh, the Batman who laughs um, say which song to play, and says music can be spread all across the universe no matter what. And this is where Superman says he's breaking through, he's finally going to get to Bruce, which he does. Yeah, he does find our Bruce. But it's also a trap. Exactly. There's a lot of really um, mangled versions of Superman that actually grab him. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, you're alive, and we've been waiting for you, and we've been waiting for you for a long time, just for you. And Superman says, like, this cannot be happening. Clark, Clark, why you hear Bruce saying this? He says, I warned you. And then Clark says... You, I found your SOS. He said, no, it wasn't the SOS. It was a warning saying, don't Stay come Stay away. Yeah. Um, well, it's too late now. He's there. They have now have Superman. He says, you were the real key that they used to power this up. Mm-hmm. And he walked they right into your power trap. to power, because um, they have these towers full of bodies in all of the major cities. Mm-hmm. All the ones that have fallen so far in Coast City, in Gotham, in Metropolis. And they're basically pulling 
power off of the off of the dead bodies. And uh, or not dead bodies, but the bodies are dying. Well, they needed the power somewhere in the dark multiverse. Now they have Superman to power it for them. Just the perfect battery. Exactly. And next issue is uh, says next discover the nightmare of the dark multiverse and Batman lost. Then in two months the road to darkness begins in Dark Knight Metal. Because they did say that was going to get pushed mm-hmm. back, so it's not going to be just month, one month. We're going to have to wait two months before we can figure out what happens there. Exactly. Um, and that, at this point, brings us... We've only got one more thing to do. We need to go to a shop, I think. Just maybe. And that music can only mean one thing. It's time to take our weekly trip to the comic shop. This week's comic shop pull list for, I don't even have the, or uh, October, 25th, October 25th is brought to, you by, brought to you by the Shazbots. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram um, and check them out over at theshazbots.com. Let them know that the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. We have, what was it, 14 11 books, books or 11 books this week? Yeah. And I don't have the right page up in front of me. And the there first one, then, I'll go Yeah, on that 14 one. books. Oh, it's 14. There, there's 13 Rebirth titles and one, one honorable, honorable mention. mention. And that's going to be one where I think we're both going to love. That one's going to be fun, yeah. Uh, well, the first one on our list is Batman the Merciless issue number one. Once again, same synopsis that we've been getting for all of them. Well, no, they're all a little bit different, not much. Yeah, not a little, eh, a little change up there. But as the events of Dark Knight's Metal rock the DC Universe, the creatures of the Dark Knight multiverse stand ready to invade our world. How can the world's greatest heroes stop the horde of deadly beings that appear to be as powerful nightmare versions of our familiar fighters? Find out in this special tie-in issue. Art is done by Francis Minpal, and writer is Peter J. Tomasi. That's the same writers that have been doing um, Wonder Woman. No, Tomasi hasn't been doing Wonder Woman. He hasn't? No, he's been doing Superman. Oh, well. I don't know. He may have done the recent Wonder Woman. A Womans. couple, maybe. Possibly. But uh, this is the Merciless. This is Batman taking over. I personally this think This is the, the Wonder Woman of, version, yeah. Yeah, I think he's taking over the power of Ares from the way his uh That could looks. be, yeah. It's just because that blue a lot, and some black. of these are taking the villain versions of, because we have like Doomsday, mm-hmm. we have Joker, mm-hmm. we had, this could be Ares. Um, the God Ares. of War. Maybe. I don't know. That's just so my speculation. So this is the fifth book, though, because The Drowned we'll be talking about next week. Exactly, and that's a really good one. I couldn't help but read that already. Well, the next book we have is another metal tie-in. It is Flash number 33, Bats Out of Hell, Part 1. After the harrowing events of Dark Knight's Metal number 3, the Justice League has scattered around the world to find out the only artifacts that can fight against the invasion of the Dark Multiverse. The League thinks they know how to take back their world, but they are not prepared for who who is standing in their way. The Seven Dark Knights of the Dark Multiverse. Uh, all the brilliance of Batman, but none of his morals. Barry Allen, the fastest man alive, is the first to get a taste of their plan. As Batman, the Red Death, takes him on a, um, or takes him on at the Fortress of Solitude. Artist is Howard Porter, written by Joshua Williamson. The next one is Action Comics issue 990. We are climbing. Uh, the Oz Effect Part 4, if Superman refuses to join Mr. Oz's cause, maybe Superboy will. The mysterious villain hits Superman where he hurts. When Oz and John are joining forces, but the stakes are being raised when the last son of Krypton is forced to choose between his son and saving his adoptive home planet. Uh, the art is done by Victor 
Bondovich and Bondanovich. Bondanovich and written by Dan Jurgens. Okay, this is this is an interesting storyline so far. Very. Um, his grandfather is planning on taking him somewhere, but I don't know if it actually is peaceful. But I feel like just because it looks so good, something bad will. Uh, yeah, happen. this isn't a good idea. I don't think. No. So, um, but give me just a second. Uh, there it goes. Uh, Batgirl number sixteen is no, is the next one up. As soon as it loads, it did some strange stuff for me. I there it goes. This. I have it. There you go. Batgirl number 16, Summer of Lies Part 3. Batgirl and Nightwing thought Mad Hatter was the worst of their problems. But when the true identity of the mysterious villain hunting them is revealed, they realize the trap set for them was years in the making. And it may be inescapable. The artist is Cam Smith and Christian Wildgoose, and it's written by Hope Larson. Nice. Next one is Batman Beyond 13. Gotham Games Part 1. See, in the time just uh, after Terry McGinnis returned to his Batman role, this nonstop all-out action issue pits him against the gauntlets of villains. While Gotham struggles to put the society back in order, someone has taken over the city's defense system, turning them against the citizens. Unable to fly, Batman's forced to battle an... Uh, an uh, <laughs> I need to talk a little bit louder. About an array of old and new villains... At ground level. Don't miss the story where and illustrated by uh, Bernard Chang. Ours is Bernard Chang and written by Bernard Chang. Okay. Um yeah, this is the villain. What'd you say his name was coming back? Shriek is coming back He in, was one of the one of the first villains introduced, in, I believe, in Batman Beyond the series. Yeah. In the animated series. Uh so this is a big callback. I I haven't seen him in so long, mm-hmm. so this is gonna be a fun issue. Well, next up is Blue Beetle number fourteen. Uh, there's a new creative team. Following the events, mm-hmm. following recent events in El Paso, Jaime and his friends decide to take a spontane- spontaneous road trip through the desert. But the scarab still exerts its influence, and inevitably, it will lead them or lead Jaime to danger. This time, in the form of a UFO. Will Jaime be forced to reveal his identity as Blue Beetle to his new girlfriend? The artist is um, Tony Silas, and it's written by uh, Chris Sabella. Yeah, I was saying this is a different team because, I mean, this Blue Beetle looks completely different than the ones we've been seeing for yeah. re- the previous rebirths. Um, the next one is Detective Comics 967, A Lonely Place of Living, Part 3. It's a race to save the future of Tim and his team as Red Robin tries to escape the prison outside of time and find a way back to his Earth. The artist is Eber Ferreira, Eddie Bowers, and writer J- James T. Tinian IV. Okay. Next up, and I wonder if we're going to get more Connor references in that one. Oh, we better. We better. Well, next up we get Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 31, Mind Games, part 2. An alien plot forces Superman and Hal Jordan to work together to save one of Hal's oldest adversaries. Hector Hammond's life hangs in the balance as the Man of Steel and the Green Lantern fight to the, to return the psychic villain back to Earth. Art done by Patrick Zercher and is written by Robert Venditti. Uh, this is Hellblazer issue number 15. I love this cover. Because it's uh, got a lot of the Just League members around him. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Um, Hellblazer issue number 15 is the Spirit Hunter finale. John has almost figured out who or what killed the clerk in such a gruesome fashion, but he's got no idea how to stop their rampage, and now that the villains are literally making his dreams come true, will he even learn to live with even more regrets? Artist is uh, Jesus Marino and written by Tim Seeley. Next up after that, we get Justice League of America, number 17. The two Adams versing each other. Yes. Panic in the multiverse finale. The Justice League betrayed. 
Ray Palmer, the original Adam, said not everyone could be trusted in the microverse, and he meant it. By rescuing Palmer and finding the ignition point, has the Justice League doomed all of reality? It's it's the quantum conclusion of the sci-fi epic that began in DC Universe Rebirth number one. The artists on this were Joe Prado and Ivan Reese, and it's written by Steve Orlando. Nice. This next one is Suicide Squad issue number 28, The Secret of Hi- the Secret History of Task Force X, Part 2. Strapped to a rocket, sent into orbit, and dumped uncaresmonally unto Ceremoniously. A, unceremoniously unto a decrepit old satellite floating hundreds of miles above the Earth. Things have never seemed worse for the Suicide Squad, at least until they've set up upon an incredibly deadly alien monster. Yeah, that's worse, but at heart of the mysterious space station hides a pair of long-lost DC characters ready to shake Tax Force X to its very foundation. Okay, Artist that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. I'm curious on who that is going to be. Um, Edward uh, Ponovich and writer is Rob Williams. I'm really curious on who the heck are they bringing uh-huh. back now. Like, ah, I could, I, I could space. look it up. Yeah, I was going to say space, it, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hmm. We'll find out here in a, in a little bit. But next up, we get Teen Titans number 13. Hard target. Um, yeah, hard target. Still recovering from the events of Dark Knight's Metal, or Dark Day's Metal, uh, the Teen Titans dis- decide they need a day off. But their plans are soon interrupted when the one and only Green Arrow demands that his younger sister Emiko join the team. Are the Teen Titans about to get a new member, or will Emiko be Damien's undoing? Hmm. Art is done by uh, Mirka Andolfo, and it's written by Benjamin Percy. Now, we were wondering, does this mean Emiko's finally going to get a code name? Yeah. I'm Will really... she be Speedy or Red Arrow or what's going on? I think she's going to be a new Speedy um, from what they're doing in the show with his younger sister and being the new Speedy. And mm-hmm. also the Teen Titans, and every time they have someone with an arrow, they got to be Speedy. Um, the next issue is Wonder Woman issue number 33. Time Pass Part 1. Grail, the daughter of Darkseid, has been on a quest to restore her father to his full power and glory after the events of Darkseid War. She must challenge children of the gods to steal the energy of their mighty Darkseid. Will any of their hero, any of the heroes' myth be able to withstand her onslaught? Ours is Ray McCarthy, Emmanuel Lupacino. Lupacino, and writer is James Robinson. And that's the end of the Rebirth books, but... We have DC has a, a holiday book. Yes. Which DC, um, the holiday special last year for Christmas was awesome. Well, this yeah, is the DC House of Horror number one. This is a um, mighty 80-page, or I think it's 80. Hang on, let me look. Yeah, mighty 80-page 80 80 epic book. Heavy. Um, $10 price tag on this one, but an all-new, all-creepy one-shot set in the DC universe. Just in time for Halloween, Martha Kent, fights for her life against a creature from a spacecraft that lands in front of her farmhouse. A young woman is possessed by the spirit of a murderous Amazon warrior. The last surviving member of the Justice League faces down a horror beyond imagining. All these and more are what happens when the most exciting new voices in contemporary horror fiction are paired with the talents of some of the greatest artists in the DC firmament. And if that wasn't enough to scare you, there's Keith Giffen, too. <laughs> Now, the artists, there's various artists on this, but yeah. the big ones that they put on here are um, Dale Eaglesham, Eaglesham, Scott Collins, Howard Porter, Billiquis Evely, and Rags uh, Morales. And then the writers on this, Mary San Giovanni, uh, Nick Cutter, Brian L. Keen, Edward Lee, Brian Smith, Weston Oches, Ronald 
Malfi and Wraith James White. Those are some names I haven't heard of before. I, I'm wondering if some of these are not from the um, yeah, new writers the, and new artist workshops they've been doing. That's, that's, that's what they did, did for the last year. The holiday special was done like that, that. That they used a lot of the new ones to give them a chance to get out there and spread their wings a little bit. So, but that's the end of the um, books for this week, and that brings us to the end of our show. So, Super Friends, I want to thank you for hanging out with us again for another awesome week of DC Superpowers. Um, remember, we got to add this to our ending now that you can find DC Superpowers podcast at their new home at dcsuperpowers.com. That's right, baby. We got our own now. That's right. Uh, and you can go there for, like I said, we're not sure. Right now, all of our show posts are there. Every once in a while, you'll get a blog entry or something from a, from one of us. Yeah. Um, we're not sure what else is going to be up there yet. We're, we're still, still learning. Thinking. Still we're figuring still it out. learning, so we'll get there, guys. We'll get there, but we're one step closer. Also, go to AkronComicCon.com. That's one C in the middle of that. C- Akron, A-K-R-O-N-C-O-M-I-C-O-N.com. For all the information on Akron Comic Con coming up in uh, two weeks, mm-hmm. actually a week and a half from the yeah, really a week from now, really, uh, that's November fourth and fifth at the John S. Knight Center downtown Akron, Ohio. We will be on stage three o'clock in the afternoon doing DC Superpowers podcast live. Yes, we will. So you can see what people have seen on Facebook Live this whole time on the stage right in front in person. That's right. And also, if you find one of us there, we will be the guys with the white. DC Superpowers hats, mm-hmm. um, we will have stickers. Come get a sticker from the DC free, Superpowers free stickers, podcast. stickers, guys. Take right. them, stick them anywhere you like. Also, if you're listening to this, and um, send us an email asking for a sticker. If we have any left after Comic-Con, we'll, shoot, we'll send them out to you. And that is DC Superpowers podcast at gmail.com. That's right. So, Vernon, why don't you let everybody else know where where else can they find us? Guys, you can contact us on any form of social media, at least these three forms of social media, which is on our Twitter. We are at SuperpowersDC. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, we are DC Superpowers Podcast. And for my personal one, if you want to contact me, Instagram, I'm Wolf. Twitter, I'm Yellow, And Vernon McWayne Moore on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as GW1Ken. On Facebook, I'm Ken Rose. You can find the... Um, the show now at dcsuperpowers.com also on the networks of the Tangibound Network and Weeby Geeks Networks at tangiboundnetwork.com and weebygeekspc.com now like I said send us an email let us know um, what do you think of what's coming up in the um, movie news on the TV mm-hmm. are you enjoying the new seasons of the, all the TV yeah, shows yeah no, listen I've been also hearing a little bit more about that they all comic book TV shows right now, even Marvels, aren't doing as good as they thought they were. Huh. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, let us know. Are you watching the shows? Yeah, let us know what you think of them. Send us an email, dcsuperpowerspodcast at gmail.com. So, and from there, Vernon, thank you for hanging out this week. Always, always. It's a pleasure. And Super Friends, thank you for hanging out, and we'll see you next week. Take care.